the blast from our past network. Talking Back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. With me is co-host Dean, and this week, everyone, you are going to get movies, you're going to get comics, you're going to get video games, and you're going to get more. Tim, they get it all this week. Why? They get everything this week because it is our 100th episode, baby. We made it. My goodness. We can, can we quit now? Can we stop? I'm so I, tired. Tim, I've been on a number of podcasts before, a number of podcasts I'm very proud of. We have never made 100 episodes before. This is the first time I've made 100 episodes. It's huge. We can definitely retire It's amazing. Now. Yeah, exactly. We're done, everybody. Go no, on we're top. Kidding. We're kidding. We're kidding. We're going to keep going. Yeah, for sure, yeah. We were trying to figure out... We've been trying to figure out for a long time what to do for 100th. All the way back when we were trying to figure out what to do for our 50th, we are already talking about what to do for the 100th. For sure. You came up with an excellent idea. Because this idea didn't involve me at all. <laughs> you didn't need anything from me. It's a, the, one it's, of the, what it a great idea. <laughs> yeah, you're like, here, I'm going to pitch this. Here it is. You do nothing this week, Tim. Yeah. I will do everything. And Dean, I love it. So why don't Tim, you tell everybody what you did? You do so much work every other week. You I do, do all, I do all the work. You do all the work. I mean, you do all the research. You do all the editing. You do all the art. You do all the social media. You do absolutely everything. I just show up, drink a beer, and talk. This is why I'm so tired. Yes, this is why you're so tired. I'm still full of energy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I said, you know what? I want in 100th episode, I want to look back. I want to look back on all our other episodes and just sort of, uh, you know, soak it in. Uh, see see how what we've been through, all the, all the great material we've covered and everything. So I decided we do a clip show, one clip from each episode, and I'd do all the work. I'd go back and pull all the clips. I'd put them all together. Tim, you haven't even heard what is about to come. I haven't. I'm listening to this fresh with all the listeners right now. Listeners, I'm one of you this week, and I'm going to enjoy it. Uh, I can't I can't wait for this episode. I'm so excited to go back and hear how bad our audio was in the first few episodes. That's going to be fun to hear. Tim, uh, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, I know it's bad. <laughs> we used to sit in different houses and, and yeah. just like, share a microphone in the middle of the yard between us. Open our windows and just yell out. That's right. Um, no, this is going to be a lot of fun. You've been working on this for months. Months, yeah. <laughs> this is not not an easy thing to do. So, I mean, if we if we just do some quick uh, math calculations, I know we're both awesome at math. I'm a little bit better than you are, but we've got 99 episodes. Okay, and each one, let's say it's let's say it's even just an hour. Uh, most of them are more than that. I don't even think we've had any shorter. But yeah. 99 hours of listening that you at least had to go through. Yep. And then you had to actually pull the clips and then arrange them, put them together. So you're you're in this real deep. So this I'm is in, actually, Dean, this better be good. I know, Tim, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm in so deep. I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you don't want to listen to it beforehand and just make sure it's good? You don't want to hear it at no, all. I don't want I didn't want to hear it. Pressure's on me. You know, here we go. So what did you do? So you, you pulled one clip from each episode like that one of correct, sir. just one of like a 
a funny clip from each episode or a memorable clip or what did you, I don't even know what you did. You're you're just going to have to listen and see. I pulled okay, a clip we'll from out. every episode. A single clip from every episode. Amazing. Dean, thank you for doing that. You can yeah. start working. I approve I approve of you starting to work right now on the 200th episode. Okay. So you can just kind of like do it as we go if you'd like. Actually, that would be a lot easier, honestly. <laughs> it would. Now that, now that we have this idea. Uh yeah. Cool. Well, it's been a ton of fun. 100 episode, well, 99. 99 episodes. Been a ton of fun. We uh we we thank all the listeners for listening. We love all of you. We're glad that you've um been with us. I know there's a you know, there's the group of people who've been with us from the start. Yeah. So I th- we, we appreciate them. We appreciate all the new listeners. And yeah, this will be a, a nice walk down memory lane for everybody. So um, yeah, Dean, thanks for doing this. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. And let's roll it. Episode one, The Space Punisher. I like... um. How we get this information uh, is, like you said, Frank just following that lead. And when we cut straight to the 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 hideout where he's he's following the lead, everybody's dead. Like we've cut to it, and everyone is already slaughtered. Whereas when we got to the bar, you know, he we see him walk in, we see him like talk to people, rough people around, get some information. The next one we cut, everyone's dead <laughs> except right. for one guy's left and that guy's dishing all the information right that's yeah. fir- at the first bar we arrived with them yeah and at this one we arrived two minutes <laughs> yeah two minutes after they had already arrived and everybody is a bloody mess it, it was a bloody mess. a bloody there mess blood everywhere yeah and we're still just in the first issue yeah and he has already you know taken out one of the the queen and the yeah. swarm gone to the bar Followed that lead, wiped out everyone there, yeah. like, and we're still in. It's just moving. Yeah, he managed to not get into a fight with Thanos. <laughs> yeah, somehow. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Episode two, big trouble in Little China. And so this is where I like the flow. If you kind of cut out the first, the first scene, you're like, okay, he doesn't have the money on him. So then Jack's kind of walking with him. And he's like, okay, well, let's go pick up the money. He's like, I got to go somewhere first. Where? The airport. Yeah. Right? The guy who owes him money has to go Mm. to the airport. Mm. And yeah, over my dead body, you're doing that. We're going together. So it makes sense now that they're together for the rest, like, at least for this journey in the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you hate Egg Shen. You hate him so much that you didn't want him in that opening I scene. I don't hate it. Egg. I love Egg. I love Egg. Do you hate all the scenes he's in? Are we going to get down the line and you're like, "You know what? This this next scene with Egg Shen, you know what? I I think it really didn't need to be in the movie." You know, I watched it and skipped over that scene and it flowed so much better. Is, is, is no. this where we're going? No, I don't think heading? so. With you know what, without Egg Shen, you don't have these great conversations between him and Jack where he asks a question and Egg Shen does not answer it yeah. <laughs> and he well, gets no further. Egg Shen has no time for Jack Burton. <laughs> he has no time. Jack asks, we'll get around to it. Jack asks him what's in a drink and he says wind and fire. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not an answer. You yeah, can't so talk to this guy. That's an answer. What do you mean that's not it's an answer? It's impossible to talk to this guy. Oh, Egg Shen <laughs> is so great in this movie. Episode 3, Annihilation. But is it, yeah, is it a movie of that as humans, we also have love mm-hmm. and that's why this alien entity was annihilated. 
Ah, perhaps. I actually hadn't even considered that. Because that as Alien Instinct needed the love. I'm coming back to Oscar Isaac sitting there with the phosphorus grenade. The copy that we that we think, although we didn't have that take the first couple of times, that he's saying, who am I? What am I? Thought I was a man. He doesn't understand. Maybe he doesn't understand the love. That's right. Right? Like, right. Oscar what... Isaac needs to go back yeah. because he, he is in love. He knows that there was something wrong with his relationship, but he needs to escape the shimmer. And this copy doesn't quite understand it. I don't yeah. know. It goes back to my question. What does the shimmer, what does the shimmer do with love? Right? What is it? It can't refract it. That's yeah, a, that's incredible. Happen, right? it's, yeah. like the, it's like the one thing that could actually, the army's gone in, scientists have gone in, but what goes in and comes back is love. That's great. <laughs> Never even thought of this. Um, that's, that's my take. I want to watch it again. Just yeah. to, just to have that. Yeah. Just to have that take on the movie. Episode four, Day Tripper, part one. This was, so the first time I read through this book, this was like one of my favorite pages was when he's just kind of walking across the street and he's getting, he's thinking about this woman and he's thinking like, oh wait, like this is what my friends have been telling me. This was my father has been telling me for years that um, we we're all just out here for those moments that won't fade from our memory. Like we're all just out there to experience things. And he's saying, like, these moments that we search for, and he said, I, I finally found one, or did it find me? Like, mm -hmm. the, this moment that I had this eye contact, this is special. Like, this isn't what I felt before, mm -hmm. um, so I need to do something about it. Yeah. That's so when he turns around, and he's like, I'm going to go run and find her. I love it. I love yeah. that he decided he's going to, in this moment, he's yes. going to go back. He's going to tell her how he feels. Yes. He felt there was a connection. He's not going to be passive anymore. Yeah. He's going to grab the moment and go for it. Yeah. So, yeah, it turns around and just starts running back to her. And I'm, yeah. it's exciting. You're like, it's, wow, this is so great. Exciting. This guy's he's so he's going for it. Yeah. yeah, he's so happy. He is so happy running Go back Go get there. her, yeah. He's proud of himself. He, It's almost like he's turned a new a new leaf that he can finally do this. Yeah. Yeah, he gets smoked by a car. Yeah. Yeah. And right before he gets smoked by the car, he says, this this is it, he thought. The moment where life truly begins. Shit. Turn the page, hit by a car. <laughs> Boom. Hit by a car. Episode 5, Day Tripper, Part 2. In the first three pages, they introduce three different color yeah. theories that they utilize throughout the whole book. The rest yeah. of the book is essentially these three color theories utilized in different scenarios. Right. And then there are some pages that are just kind of dull and don't have a lot of color, but they use those for But they effect. lay it out right at the beginning. Yeah. One of each. Just like that. Just yeah. page one, two, yeah. three. This is what we're doing with color. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought yeah. it was so neat that they totally. would do that. And so intelligent and... Yeah, I mean, these guys are such color, great artists, such great writers. Yeah. The colors are so great in this book. Like, they just, yeah. they definitely convey the feelings you are supposed to get out of it, which is yeah. exactly what they want, right? Um, I find that a lot with when you use complementary, where you use one color and then you use the color opposite to it. Yeah. You get it a lot with their kind of um, sunsets and stuff like that. Yeah, or like the, the plane crash. Yeah. Everybody's wearing blue in that. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. And there's just orange flames everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just makes everything pop. Episode 6, Alien, Part 1. So I'm just like, just picture this. You're, you're, you're with your buddy, your writing partner. He wakes up in the middle of the night and he turns to you and he says, 
the alien fucks one of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's his idea. His idea is that the alien has sex with someone. Right. And implants the seed. Yeah, I know. It's amazing that he woke up and he was excited about that <laughs> he idea. He was like, I'd, I have it. <laughs> I'd wake up in a full-on sweat, slightly less than how much I'm sweating right now, terrified, and I'd be like, wow, well, I'm going to put that in the back of my memory and not share that with anybody. Like, that was a weird that dream. That was a weird one. Yeah, we'll chalk that up to having too many drinks last night. Yeah, exactly. And we'll never but speak no. another word of this. But that was the, yeah. the sealing deal to, to their script. That's this amazing. This conversation actually went on much longer than just hey it should be jump on his face and implant the embryo it was actually started as hey this alien should there should be an alien on this ship it should have sex with one of them and then they bring it back onto the ship but they figured out a way that makes it work a little better um with the sort of with the entire feel of the movie where it didn't go too far into the uh extraterrestrial sex zone episode seven alien part two and I can see why he releases it in 2003, because he's like, well, I didn't want it to go with a queen, with a queen alien who lays the eggs. I wanted it to go with the alien takes right. people, takes victims, and turns them into eggs. Yeah. And then the eggs become with a face, hu- face huggers inside, and it's all the cycle. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. I love... I, I don't... I, I actually the way sort of the franchise has gone, I don't love that it's in existence. The queen? No, I don't love that the turning into eggs, that this director's cut scene is in existence because the franchise didn't go that way. Mm-hmm. So it's like, he, he kind of re-released this movie and being like, I didn't want it to go that way. I wanted it to go this way. But no one knew that. Like it wasn't in your theatrical version. You cut it for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't this like big point that like no one knew it. It's not part of the movie. Like I said, there's two different movies, and it's it's not part of the theatrical cut. It's a cool idea, and it... I love the idea. It, it tightens up everything with their movie, just saying that they're... Like, again, it's great for just that movie. Right. right. Right? It's like one of those things where it's like, if it was just that movie, I like it. Yeah. But when it came out in 2003, there's already been a bunch of movies. Yeah. And they've already gone a different way, and I feel like it's Ridley Scott being like, I didn't want it to go that way. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to go that way. It was supposed to go this way. I like that moment for Ripley because she's the, the ship is already detonating. She's yeah. on her way to the escape pod. These guys are going to die in probably three minutes. Yeah. But she takes the time to stop and kill them. Episode 8, Journey. I just want you to talk. Oh, you want me to talk? Okay. Well, did you know the soundtrack was nominated for a Grammy Award as well? And it was actually the first time that a video game soundtrack had been nominated for a Grammy. And did you know at the 2013 Game Developers Choice Awards, Journey won the award for Best Audio, for Best Game Design, for Best Visual Arts, for Best Downloadable Game, the Innovation Award, and Game of the Year. Adam, are you reading on here? Yeah, I've got some notes here. But why you, where are your notes? I don't need any. You don't need any? Mm. Okay. You just got everything nailed in your head, eh? Yeah. All right. Well, let's pull some of those notes out now. What are some of those mental notes you got? Episode 9, Jaws, Part 1. So I feel like the first thing we need to do is clear the elephant in the room. 
What would that be? Well, what's the elephant in the room? The elephant in the room is that when I saw this movie the first time, now keep in mind, I was probably only five or six years old. I was pretty young. I was pretty young. Too young. Too young. (laughs) Too young. I showed a real interest in sharks at a young age. I loved them. I used to have shark books. I would find the, the scariest pictures in the book. I'd go down into our basement, into the laundry room, which was the scariest place in the house. I remember it, yeah. I'd open the book up. I'd put it right to my face. <laughs> I'd close my eyes, and then I'd open them and slowly pull the book away from my face. And there's like a giant open shark's mouth there. And I loved it. You I, love terrifying yourself. I love yeah. terrifying myself. Wow. So I think, uh, I think mom and dad thought, well, maybe this guy can handle Jaws. Right? Interesting, so, interesting. I, and yeah. I, I wanted to see it, and it was it – was, I think they saw it dating. They saw yeah. it in the theater dating. Yeah. And uh, they they decided to show it to me. Wild choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the, the elephant in the room is that I cried. You cried at the I, end of Jaws. I, I cried at the yeah. end of Jaws. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I cried because... <laughs> what was that? <laughs> well, the reason... Why did you cry at the, the end of Jaws? The reason I cried was because... <laughs> I can't, I can't quite pick it. I don't know if the mic's picking it up or what. There's some interference. The reason I cried was because the shark got killed at the end okay, of Jaws. So, five-year-old you. Five-year-old me. The movie ends. Five-year-old me's crying. Mom <laughs> and dad think they... Because pieces of shark in the air. Yeah. Flying through the air. Yeah, they think they've, they've ruined me yeah. with this movie yeah. and how terrifying it was. But I had made a connection with the shark. Right. And yeah. his death brought extreme trauma to me right and i cried so i thought i'd just clear the air there episode 10 jaws part two yeah so most terrifying creature in the movie most terrifying creature in the movie yeah the shark no no who's the most most terrifying creature in the movie mrs kittner (laughs) Oh man, that slap. She's the worst. That slap. I'm more scared of her than anything in that movie. <laughs> she terrifies me. Totally. Totally. So her she she's the mother, I guess, yeah. or guardian of the boy who gets killed right near the beginning. I think she's the mother. She's the elderly mother. I think that's what, yeah, what always scared me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. why is she so old? She's, she's 60 and she has a she's like 60. Eight-year-old. Yeah. I never got it. And then she's like Oh, then she tries to beat up Brody. That slap on Brody. Like he has a like he goes back. That's when he does all the drinking is that night after she slaps him. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. Because it's his fault. He <laughs> yeah. feels like it was his fault. Yeah. So after that woman comes and slaps you, it's like, yeah, I'm drinking all night for yeah. sure. And like, yeah. And he's shooting. He gets slapped. Yeah. yeah. Real hard. So she, you're upset about that, obviously. The scariest creature in the movie, I think. That's what I'm going <laughs> yeah. with. I mean, yeah. feel free to argue, but. I mean, I'm going to still stick with the shark. But... See, see, I, I, I'm I, on the sharks, sort of on the shark side. So yeah. for you me, are. it's it's Mrs. Kintner. <laughs> <laughs> oh man episode 11 jaws 2 they turn the shark into like a jason that's a great point actually they turn yeah. him into a slasher killer because he's going after a group of teenagers right yeah. he's like hunting teenagers he's going after this. a group of teenagers who like are promiscuous you know those ones are the ones that are getting attacked first just like you know, like just like they do on Friday the Thirteenth. You know, if you're having sex, you're dying. Yeah, like, that's the way that's that right. movie first goes. Have sex first. To <laughs> whoever die. takes their whoever takes their clothes off. Yeah, they're getting their head chopped off. Yeah, and he's like relentless in this movie, like one of those killers. 
It's, it's no longer, to me in this movie when I'm watching, it's no longer just like a shark that is just like a dangerous animal, which, you know, sharks are. It's more, he's a killer. He's a, he's a murderous, rampaging yeah. killer in this movie. Yeah. They also give him a scar in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he gets burnt. He gets burnt. He's like, he's, he's Two-Face. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, they're giving, they're making him a recognizable character. That's what you do to a villain. How do you recognize a villain? Scar on the face. You know he's bad. Right. He's got a scar on his face. He's a bad guy. Yeah. That's a great take on it. Yeah. I hadn't actually considered that before. Shark's got half the face burnt. Bad shark. Yeah. He's a bad guy. But it was coming... These movies were kind of coming out around the same time as some of those other horror flicks. Like, I think this... This was right around the Friday the 13th Part 3 as well, I think. It's Definitely. It's kind of around that time. So, yeah, that's really interesting. Episode 12. Jaws 3D. What's Philip's plan here? Bang, sa- banging the metal? Yeah. He says, I'm going to go down there. I'm going to bang some metal. And then uh, the shark's going to come. Uh, did they have... He's got uh, grenades. Grenades? Yeah. Were so, they trying to kill it? Maybe they're just trying to kill it. Maybe they're trying to kill it. They're trying to kill it. Okay. Yeah, so... But he goes but he goes down there and he bangs some metal. And then the shark comes and he's like, I'm going to swim in its mouth. Like, so, well, there's... Nothing there's, really backfired in the plan. He just got eaten. He got... No, he got stuck in the shark's mouth. Because <laughs> he swam right? in there. <laughs> Why did he go he's, in there? This is the guy with the grenade, right? Yeah. So he goes in. He goes into the shark's mouth. He's... Whatever he's doing. He goes into the shark's mouth. He goes into the shark's mouth. Well, dude. he got cornered. He got cornered. And then... <laughs> well, why only, did he get cornered? He's, there's only one way out. His plan is like, hey, I'm going to bang some metal. Shark's going to come. I haven't I haven't figured it out from that. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I wish figured. I remembered. I don't. He got there. The shark came and he's like, oh, what's the rest of the plan? Well, yeah, well, <laughs> swim, in the, right, swim in the shark's mouth. Boom. He's in the shark's it mouth. It makes sense. It makes sense with the rest of the movie. <laughs> Episode 13, Jaws the Revenge. Now listen to this though. Roy Scheider, he was approached to be in the movie. Get in the movie, man. We need you. I know. Oh, he would have helped Get in this movie. But this is why it's turned down. This this is why he turns it down. Is because the role they offered him was the role of... Like, they didn't offer him the role of Sean, but his character was supposed to play... Be in the place of Sean at the very beginning of the movie... When the shark kills Sean Brody. Right. Five minutes in, the shark kills a Brody. Right. It's bad enough that it kills Sean Brody. It was they wanted it to be Chief Martin Brody. Get out of Dude, here. Dude, that happens? Get if that here. happens, I'm appalled. I'm walking out of the theater. I might walk out of that theater. I might do more than that. I might throw popcorn. Oh. I might start swearing. I might steal something. I might break some things. They'll escort you out of the theater. I will tell everybody in line what had just happened. Save your money. They will all be in a huff with me. We will will all start walking and march on whatever the fucking production company that made this was. Chief Brody is dead. Right to that guy's door. For sure. The owner of that that company. That's so dumb. I will say, what? What are you doing? The fuck? Yeah. Are you doing? What are you doing? But. I do most of that. But. On the other hand, Sean Brody getting killed. Great. (laughs) Episode 14, Dark Avengers. And can I just say that like any book with Doom in it is incredible. I love Doom. He's a cool character. If all you've seen Doom in is Fantastic Four movies, like you can fucking throw that out the window because that's not Doom. You know what? You know what else you can do? Is just throw the Fantastic Four out the window. Well, yeah. Of those movies, yes. I'm just going to go ahead and say... They whoa! You're putting your hand up. I'm gonna say it. I'm go. I'm, you you go ahead. I'm gonna. I want to say it. Okay. I feel like I need to say it. Okay. I hate them. 
They suck. The movies. Them. No, come on. No. Remember Space Punisher? When the Hulk <laughs> killed them? Ripped ripped off I things arm? Remember tied so... fat Mr. Fantastic like a into hose. a garden hose knot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then was beating Human no. Torch with them. That's that's what I like about the Fantastic Four. Is those, mo- those are the special moments for me. Tim, I'm not on board with you with the Fantastic Four getting out of here. Um, they're like the reason the Marvel Universe exists, so I can't get on board with that. But I will say you can throw the movie version of them out. What? <laughs> you can throw that out. Obviously. All, all I'm, four I'm, movie I'm versions I'm arguing for everything. Let's just throw it all. No, you, know you, what? Can't, you can't do it. Here we go. We need Bob Reynolds, the century. Okay, yeah. I'm we need him to wipe the minds of everybody <laughs> the of the Fantastic Four, Four ever existed. What if? I, 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 cue the music. <laughs> cue the hey. Cue cue the what if music. Episode fifteen: Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. After we beat level one, mm-hmm. we encounter Miriam, who will join our team. Now, this character is more of what I'm expecting out of a Castlevania character. She's got the front whip. She has the front whip. She's faster. Than Zangetsu. She has a way better jump. Jumps so high. She's a high jumper with a whip. Miriam's the best. I love Miriam. Miriam is who I use the majority of the game. That's my character. That's what I was going to ask you. Who do you use? Miriam. She's the the standard Castlevania character. Okay, great. Okay, Zangetsu. Honestly, like... Oh my goodness. Thanks for starting the game with us, bud. But you suck. Oh Your your attack is tiny. Your jump sucks. Your sub-weapons forgettable miriam boom wicked whip sub weapons from hell super big jump like great episode 16 the creature from the black lagoon but we don't really get to see the creature yet they're doing this slow burn reveal which is really neat we just see we first saw that sorry i cut you off there go ahead we just see his hand at first we saw the hand yeah the hand in the sand Mm mm-hmm but this then we time, see the hands attack. This time we see the whole arm. Right. We get the whole arm. Yeah. Is basically what we get. That's so terrifying. Yeah. And horrifying. You know so, what's terrifying? What? I'm trying to hold back my feelings on the creature for later. And it scares me. Because we haven't got to the creature yet and I have so many feelings about him. Yeah, you have feelings? I'm trying to hold them back right now because you always stop me. Oh. Yeah, you're, you're like about to come over the table at me. I'm, I'm, I'm rocking back you and forth. You are here. rocking yeah. back and forth. Just, Settle down a little okay. bit. Okay, come on. Wait, are we gonna get to the creature soon? What do your notes uh, say there? When do we get to the creature? I don't know. What we're forty about forty minutes in. Forty minutes in, and we haven't talked about the creature yet. Okay, um, keep going. Yeah, we talked about his hand. Okay, let's get. To, okay, I want to get to the personality of the creature. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Let me let me speed this along a bit then. Okay. Episode seventeen, Star Trek Voyager, blink of an eye. Let's just touch on one thing. Um, somebody explained to me why her name is Seven of Nine. Because it's a bit of a strange name. So if we're not going to talk about the characters, let's just let our, <laughs> cue our listeners in at least to why someone is called Seven of Nine. I'll let you do it because you probably uh, have... Oh, she... Uh, well, I mean, I'm going to I'm gonna get it skewed a little bit. But she was part of the Borg Collective. And this, this regiment that she was assigned to, she was... Uh, I guess there, there was nine of them. She was Seven of Nine. Am I on the right path? Yeah, that? yeah. yeah like she was the, the seventh, of nine the seventh of nine. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Mm, I think it's a way they. I think it's almost like they're, like the way that they're, um, 
almost born, you know, in a way, like when they become, when they become Borg. It's really like a collectible car. They stamp it one of 2000 or one of whatever. And that's kind of what she is just for that segment of the right. Too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, and I, it, your, your, that number has a meaning. So she, she always says when she's saying her name, she's like, I'm seven of nine, um, uh, emissary of adjunct two zero something like that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's supposed to pull a lot of weight. Like if she, <laughs> yeah. if she said that to a, like the right Borg, he'd probably shit his <laughs> pants. Right. But <laughs> to us, it, it doesn't mean much, but yeah. if she says it to Harry King. He shits his pants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Episode 18, the matrix. I've sort of thought about this dying and coming back a lot and how he could be able to do that. And I kind of bring myself back to him being a hacker and kind of death being the ultimate behavior that a piece of code that he that he has to obey. Mm -hmm. So he gets shot and he goes into the death piece of code. But him, as Trinity's talking to him in his chair, he is able to realize that his body is somewhere else and he's able to wake himself back up in the matrix and completely override like sort of the ultimate behavior and once he does that he's completely free his mind is completely free and he can do anything so here's here's something for you so i mean it sounds like we're going to jump around the story here which is fine i just went right we're already at the end i just went right to the end we can go back to the beginning but i just went right to the end i I thought you were going to stop me really i was like he's going to stop me it's good i got you were going too fast yeah um but I, I do have something interesting since we're at the end that I want to say about the end. And that is, so Neo ultimately, after a great like chase scene with the, with the agents, gets shot and killed in the Matrix. And then back on the ship, Trinity's whispering in his ear about her story, about how she, she's supposed to find the one and she's going to fall in love with him. And that brings him back. Mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Does the Matrix not know what to do with love? Whoa! Just like annihilation. Annihilation here. Just like annihilation. Does the code in the Matrix not know what to do with love? It doesn't know how to analyze it or interpret it. Episode nineteen: The Animatrix. Now the humans are—they're basically out of options, right? Like they on the battlefield, they're getting wiped out by these machines. So. They take drastic measures and they deploy Operation Darkstorm. Now we know about this from the Matrix. This is where the humans plan to blanket the sky and block out the sun. Yeah, and this part is actually kind of funny because it's just like, they're like, hey, we got a great idea. Let's take out the sky, take out the sun. And everyone's like, yeah. Well, I was <laughs> like, like, I was like that too. I was like, yeah, well, okay, that's a great idea. Yeah. How, <laughs> how could this go wrong? Exactly. It's like, they're solar powered. It's like, so what happens when you win? You have this, this sun is going to stop your food from growing. Don't think that far ahead. One one step at a time, Your world that you're saving is going to be a desert. First, we stop the machines. Then then we we figure figure out out how how to to unblock the sun. How to get the sun back. Yeah. Episode 20, All-Star Superman. This, it gets really, really cool here. This is another, I don't think I've seen this before either like this technique that they use here but superman's speech bubbles start changing color yeah as we're reading they go from white and they start changing to darker shades of gray until his speech bubbles are black yeah with white text yeah rather than the opposite 
So he knows something's going on. Something is up. So what we know for certain is black kryptonite changes word bubbles in comic books. Yeah. We know that. That's what we know. <laughs> that's, that's what we know that's what we, for sure. That's what we know for certain. <laughs> not sure any other effects. We don't know anything else it does yet. Because Superman's feeling word, fine. Yeah, word, right, but the word fine. bubbles yeah. are not. I mean, he's gripping that table real hard, but he's feeling <laughs> fine. <laughs> Episode 21. Enemy. Uh, Tim, how do you want to proceed with this talking about this story? Because I feel like we've missed 10 things already. Well, do you um, just give an overview and then we dig into things, but no, I think, okay. I think the best way to do it then is interrupt me, stop okay. me and say what you want to say. Cause okay. what I've got here is a bit of a higher level overview just to make this a little bit more conversational. So right. I, I don't want to go through all the scenes that's not going to do just like annihilation. That's not going to do this movie any justice. So, you know, just stop me. So okay. it sounds like you have 11 things to say. <laughs> Right now? Ten. Ten? Ten. Ten things to say. How many things do you have to say, Dave, so far that you've been holding back on? Oh, maybe two or three. Okay. I'm, I'm much more yeah. casual about this. Okay. Okay, Dean, <laughs> maybe not get into 11 things, but... So, uh, but don't... Type... How about no spoilers quite yet? Okay, sure. Don't jump too far ahead. Then this continue. Is... Then oh, okay. continue. <laughs> See? Look, I know you too well. <laughs> Dean wants to... I kind feel of... like this is Annihilation all over again where... I just want to talk yeah. about like what the, the meat and potatoes is yeah. of this, and you just want yeah. to tell us all the yeah. story. We're 17 minutes in, and this is right around the time where Dean wants to tell this, the final scene of the movie. I was about to go right to the end. Yeah, yeah. we we'll just hold off a little bit, because okay. I, maybe I'll get to it. Okay, sounds good. Perhaps I'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, sounds yeah. good. Just give me a chance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Episode 22, The Amazing Spider-Man, Issue 50. I'm going to give a real brief synopsis of the story. Sounds good. Because I'm not at liberty to give a longer one. You haven't read it. I just told you to show up. Exactly. I haven't read it. But what I know about this story is Peter Parker quits being Superman. (laughs) He was never Superman. (laughs) (laughs) That is also not true. Tim, Tim, I don't know if you know this, but Peter Parker was never Superman. What time is it? Can we agree never to have five o'clock in the morning podcasts anymore? Okay. We have a Marvel versus DC thing going on. Let me take this one more time. (laughs) He's not even in the same universe. Let me take this one more time. Yeah, go back. Roll roll back the tapes. Peter Parker quits being Spider Man because he gets no respect, no matter how many people he saves. Right? When he throws his costume in the garbage, if I'm going too far here, you stop me because this is your story. You're saying all the things that I want to say. But then I'm going to stop. Just stop. I'm We're going to get into it. That's it. Okay. I've said too much already. Okay. Spoiler alert. Superman is in the story as well. <laughs> and, and he I'm also sorry. gives up being I'm Superman. I'm sorry for breaking that news too early. Dean, this is your show. I'm going to let you take it from here. Sounds and good. let us have it. Episode 23. The Legend of Zelda. A Link Between Worlds. Hello, Dean. How are you doing? Nick. You're live. Good, how are you? I'm good. You're live on Talking Back. Tim and Jude are here right now. Oh, no. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Where are you? You're supposed to be uh, here. I'm supposed to. Oh, sorry. I'm driving, uh, I'm driving to my volleyball game right now. You think that's more important than podcasting? I, I must have got my schedules mixed up because I, I didn't know I was supposed to be podcasting. Oh, well, that's okay. I think we're doing a topic today that you know nothing about, so... Oh, oh, are you? What's the topic today? 
We're doing The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. I love Legend of Zelda. Okay, well, you know what we're going to do here is... And now you've never played this game, right? Uh, no, I've never played A Link Between Worlds. Okay, I want you, based on the name of the game, to tell us what the game's about. Oh, interesting. Okay, I feel a little on the spot here. Well, that's, you're 100% on the spot here. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Just so I got it all figured out. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, A Link Between Worlds. And Jude, so, Jude, Jude's going to tell you if you're right or not. Okay, perfect. Um, I'd say A Link Between Worlds. Uh, there's there's got to be two worlds in this game. Yes. And is that that's correct? Yes. Okay, perfect. And Link, our main character, is way to get between the two worlds. Yes. So he would be the only character that can be in both worlds. Yes. Episode 24, The Jacket. This is my take. I believe Jack, who gets shot at the beginning of the movie, gets shot and dies. The rest of the movie are his dying moments or thoughts that he confusingly creates in order to die with a happy ending. Yes. His brain is frantically coming up with a happy ending, and then he's required to fill in the gaps as he can to believe that it's true as he dies. For sure. Now, I have a list of things here that support this, in my opinion. Perfect. So we're going to go through them. Okay. Number one, the kid who shoots him at the beginning of the movie. That is Bobak. Whoa! Whoa! It's, it's the same kid. Whoa. Is that, like, it's, that's the same it's kid? It's the same actor. It's Bobak shoots him. That's, I know, it. like... It, you don't even need more, much more than that. What's happening? What's happening right now? Oh my goodness. Oh okay. my goodness. It's over. Flip the table. It's over. It's over. Done. Podcast Stop over. It. You're spilling my eggnog. It's Bobak. It's Bobak. Settle down. Was it really the same actor? Yes, it's the same actor. <laughs> Fuck. I know. It's Bobak. Sorry, I just lost Kay. my mind. I know. Well, you did. Episode 25, Star Wars Holiday Special. How, do you know how far into the movie we are here? Are we like half an hour? Um, Pretty close, probably. This is probably half an hour. Because about yeah. at half an hour, I paused it because I thought it must be almost done. Oh, yeah. And I paused it. It felt like that. It felt like I was two hours in already. Yeah. And I paused it and saw there was 30 minutes. And I really had to question whether or not I was ever going to be in a moment where I wasn't watching this. Oh, see, so here's I what... thought it was going to go on forever. I thought, like, I don't know if I can make it to the end of this. Here's what's happening here. Is you were fighting it. I'm fighting it, yeah. And I just opened myself up you to just... it. I <laughs> said, you know what? Do your worst. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'm not going to check the time. I'm going to embrace it. Wow. Impressive. So what we get here is we get a, um, like a five minute psychedelic, sensual, sexual yeah. music video yeah. where there's this beautiful woman singing sure. Paw Wookie, like <laughs> this song that he somehow... He getting is, more than just the music out of it. He this. is loving it. I'm, I'm not hating it. I'm hating it, Tim. I'm the song is too. really soothing. Tim, I don't like where you're going with this. Getting the soothing vibes from it. I think it's the the fact that it's so opposite from the Wookiees screaming at each other. Yeah. It's just like really nice, beautiful, soft, sensual song. Right. I'm starting to get I'm starting to get in into the movie here. Right. You're liking that uh Pa Wookiee's getting his. 
I'm getting on board (laughs) with Paw Wookie here. I think I I understand. Mr. Underbite. I'm understand. I'm starting to understand a little bit, (laughs) a little bit. Okay. Anyways, Leia and C-3PO show up now. Cool. Yeah. Leia's trying to call the mother Wookie. Mala. Mala. They have names. I'm not giving them names. I won't do that. She has a name. You can correct me as much as you want. (laughs) I'm not calling them by their names. Episode 26, Year-End Wrap-Up. Spoiler for mine a little bit, but Lock and Key is on mine oh, as well go. because... I'll already throwing out the spoilers. <laughs> Classic Dean, where are we at? 14 minutes, everybody. Dean's already dropped a spoiler. Uh, that's that's kind of right on time for you. I, I right around there. I think so. I think so. Uh, Sorry. Sorry. I like Sorry about that. I don't care about spoilers. Okay? I know you don't. I don't you care. Clearly don't. I don't care. Okay? I mean, I wanted to talk about Lock and Key, so I brought it up. Exactly. Okay, Tim? Exactly. I hear you. Um, oh, let me throw this out then. Yeah. Another reason why Fear Agent had to make my list yeah. is because it is the greatest comic of all time. Whoa! For me. Sorry, I spiked. I, I just spiked said there. It. I said it. Okay? Yeah. My uh, favorite uh, of all time. Okay, great. I. It's funny. It's sad. It's exciting. It's genius. It's fun. It's epic. Yes. These are all words that describe this book and are true. Awesome. I can't wait to do it on this podcast. We won't I'm, talk anymore. I'm about getting it. fired up right we won't now. Won't talk anymore about it. No, we don't no have more to. Spoilers. No, we're we're for sure doing that. It's okay. just when. Cool. Episode twenty-seven. Wolverine Max. So they get uh, they get back to Candy's hotel, and she asks him to walk her up because she's scared. Uh, so he goes up with her, and then she's using all her sex appeal. She's trying to convince him to stay, but in his words, his instincts are screaming leave. Yeah. So. He does, and he gets back to his truck, and as you earlier spoiled, Dog has been killed. He killed? They killed Dog. I hate this moment. I hate this moment. I hate it. You, I, know, I loved Dog. I loved Dog. I know you're going to the max, but yeah. don't kill Dog. Don't go to the max on a dog. But here's the thing. After you kill Dog, now I'm like, yeah, sure, kill all those people. I don't care. Episode 28, Gunman Clive and Gunman Clive 2. Yeah. But can you uh, get that game a little bit closer to the mic? Not too close, a little bit closer. And just give us some of the pew-pews. Okay. I want to hear them. Get that a little closer. Get that all the way close. Get that pew-pew all the way up there. Sorry, I'm getting destroyed in this level. Tim, this isn't going back, as well as off. I... Th- as, back off. As Have I you played this game before? <laughs> I think not, we're learning that Dean actually came here not prepared. It's not going as well before. as I thought it would. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd be able to beat this easily in the time that we were no, talking no, no. about. Not to, not to. And well, also, it's hard to play and talk. talk. Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, it's very difficult. I'm only on stage seven. It's okay. You got some of the pews in there. I appreciate that. <laughs> Did you get enough? I think we're fine. Should I just jack up the, the, the volume here? No, no, I think we got the pews. Okay, okay good. Yeah. I'm in one of, the, uh, one of the gravity situations. Oh, those are tough. It's pretty tough. Yeah. Episode 29, Star Trek Voyager, Demon, and Course Oblivion. The investigation, the Chakotay and Tuvok investigation, takes them 10 months back mm-hmm. to a class Y planet called the Demon Planet. Dum-dum-dum. Uh-huh. See what we did there, listeners? See what we've done here with these episodes? Or rather, hear, hear what we've done? Hear what we've done here? We've connected a couple episodes. Indeed. That you knew five minutes ago when Terry started uh, well, drop they, spilling I the beans. I thought they knew when we connected them on the same podcast. <laughs> it's okay. No, they didn't. They had no idea. Oh. 
Episode 30, Total Recall. I guess now we really have to, there, there's two things, two things we got to talk about. One is the, is, what was his name? Benny, the taxi driver's got five mouths to feed. Right, yeah. And, and the second one is, uh, is, is, is triple titties. I don't have many comments. You guys can go for it. <laughs> well, this was like every ten-year-old boy's, every ten-year-old boy's favorite scene in this movie. Oh boy! Other out. than the eyes bulging scene, this was the one that stuck with me the most because I saw it as a little kid. Yeah. You know, this is, I, yeah. And 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 when you're a little kid, you can't really tell the difference between. Uh, reality and uh, costume design sometimes. So yeah. I'm thinking, like, okay, that's a real thing. That's possible. I thought for <laughs> a, when I was a little kid that that was possible. That's amazing. That was possible. As, uh, uh, as, as, I've, as I've later learned, it is not. Episode 31, Star Wars Visionaries. I'm going to do my emperor. Infinite power! Whoa! Ouch! Right? I got a shock there. (laughs) I just got shocked. Yeah, I I did the hand motions too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I like that. I mean, and that's an episode three Emperor for you. Yeah. That was very good. Very, very good. Now. I feel like I have to do one, but I can't think of any lines from him now. I just got... Those are the only ones I know sometimes. Okay, Tim. If he hadn't pointed the electricity in my head, I may have been able to come up with something. Tim. Peek behind the curtain. Sometimes I'm just sitting in my car driving to work, and I'll just scream infinite power. Oh, okay. I think it is fantastic. Yeah. It's such a great line. Yeah. Power, infinite power. Yeah. It's, it's the best line in that movie. It's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Let me try it. Let me try one. Okay. Lord Vader. That's not I'm bad. not done yet. Oh. <laughs> Start over. Redo it. Redo it. Take it again. I'll give you the key when I'm done, okay? Okay, sorry. Lord Vader. Yes, my master. Rise. Okay, I'm done. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it, Tim. That was amazing. That was, I don't know that if I'd go so that good. far. That was really good. I think amazing is off the table, but if you want to come up with another word for it. Your rise was on point. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That was on point. Thank you. The first stuff, the first yeah. stuff it was just set up to get to rise. I, I couldn't have just, I couldn't come out with rise. Yeah. I needed to set it up. And you understand that once you get to the end. It's one of those things where you start and everyone's very uncomfortable. That's right. Because they're myself. like, what is he doing and how is he going on with this? <laughs> yeah. But then when you get to rise, you're like, oh, I see <laughs> okay. what he did there. Okay. 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 Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it was good. Okay, good. I'm sweating. I'm so, I was so nervous. You pulled it off, Tim. It's over now. You did it. It's done. You don't have to do it ever again. You did it. Well done. Episode 32, Lock and Key. He didn't do anything wrong. He was... Search your feelings, Alex. I mean, he was a punching bag for... um, for, I don't know. I don't think he did anything wrong. I felt... He he definitely didn't do anything right. You know what that search your feelings reminds me of? What? Um, what Rendell Locke was looking for when he wanted to create this new key. Mm. He, do you know what he might have been looking for? Uh. Infinite power! <laughs> Stop that. We had enough of that last week, Dean. <laughs> Sorry. Episode 33, Valentine's Day Special. My woman crush of the 90s. Yeah. 
is the group the Spice Girls. Oh, yeah. Okay. Best-selling girls group of all time. Not to mention best-looking girls group of all time. <laughs> right. Doesn't hurt. Right. They were they, like these icons of this girl power movement in the yeah. 90s, right? Like, they really brought a lot of light to that. And I actually like some of their music. And I will admit it, to this day, there's still a handful of songs from them that I listen to on a regular basis and love. Tim. Did I mention they're all hot? <laughs> Did I say that part? Tim? I want to make sure that right. that gets okay. in there. Okay. 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 I missed that the I, first time around, so I, even went I wasn't to, sure. I even went to the movie Spice World with another dude friend <laughs> as, of mine. As you should have. <laughs> Two dudes in there and we liked it. So, Tim. Yeah. I was younger than you. Much younger. Okay. Um, you still are, by I, the way. No, then. I was oh, yeah. much younger then. Yeah, yeah. I've caught up now. <laughs> no, you're younger than me still. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was, uh, when the Spice Girls were out, I was, I think I was 11. And uh, I loved their music. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Yeah. To the point where I knew the lyrics to all the songs on the radio, and my friends called me a Spice Boy. <laughs> Okay, ouch, ouch. I, I, I... You were the Spice Boy. I was the Spice Boy. Oh, no. Not I the old Spice Boy, no, but the Spice, the Spice Boy. Boy. I liked it. Episode 34, Star Trek Next Generation, Cause and Effect. The results on the display are all the number three. Yeah. All across like the board. A hundred of them. A hundred of them, yeah. Uh, now, Data, Data speaks up and says he's encountered the numeral three... An inordinate number of times over the last two hours. I love that he hasn't mentioned this to anybody yet. <laughs> He's just like, threes are popping up everywhere apparently for him, yeah. but he hasn't told anybody. I'm going to hang on to this information. <laughs> yeah, he says he's he's seen, well, they go back to the meeting room, and Data brings up that he's seen 2,085 <laughs> examples of the number three, but he hasn't said anything. Why hasn't he said That's anything? That's a lot of threes. This is Data. He'd be, if he sees like five in a row, he should be going to the captain yeah. saying, I think something's going on. But yeah. He's just like, well, there's another one. Oh, there's I need somebody to check out my light bright head. head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Check into this. something's wrong with my light bright brain. <laughs> Episode 35, Deadly Class, Volume 1. After class, we see Victor and his goons in the shower attacking Shabnam because they did not like. I'm assuming that Victor got his ass beat as well and was embarrassed by it. Yeah. And now they're trying to get Shabnam back. This so, part upset me, Tim. Which part? This part in the shower upset me. Um, yeah, it was a little bit upsetting. I don't like when the big kids pick on the little kids. Right. Especially when both are naked. Right. And they're talking about like how small his peepee is and it stuff upsets like that, me. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The nerdy kids it's always have the yeah. little peepees. Yeah. The nerdy kids always have the little peepees. Yeah, it's true. It's just because the big kids, you know, they just dress they, it up first. They have the bigger peepees. They, no, they dress it up first. Oh, what do you mean they dress it up? They, 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 they give a little fluff on They have a warm, a warm get, shower? They get a little warm shower before they go in there. They let every... They, they cheat. They cheat wow. about it. You have all the all the secrets, hey, Dean? I got all the secrets. I went to assassin school. Okay. I was the little peepee kid. Good to know. That's good to know. You're one of the nerds. Yeah. <laughs> Episode 36. Tim guests on Podcasting After Dark's watch list. With classic lines such as... This is an unauthorized thought process, and Shall I Intestinate is 1992's Fortress. Or as, oh. as you called on a previous Podcasting After Dark episode, Future Prison. <laughs> I, lo <laughs> I love that. 
<laughs> oh man, I remember uh, that one. That's uh, that was with Christopher Lambert, right? It was, yeah. Christopher Lambert, Kurtwood, Kurtwood Smith, and actually on the rewatch, I was surprised to find out that Jeffrey Combs was also in it. I, I yeah, I think Zach maybe mentioned that on the episode or something, dude. I saw that movie once on VHS one time, probably in 1993. <laughs> yep. I do not remember it. Is it good? Is it worth revisiting? No. No, <laughs> absolutely not. I thought it was. <laughs> so I, yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> I, I put it on my list. Episode 37, The Wake. Okay, so there's there's some really cool uh, really cool scenes with that giant mer where it, it attacks and destroys this like uh, cruise line mm-hmm. that the arm has taken over and it's like one of their <laughs> big ships and the mer just like yeah. jumps out of the water and is kind of the same size. Yeah. Just kicks the shit out of that thing yeah uh i just i just wanted to throw that in there i really like that part of it <laughs> i it like the cool. violence <laughs> yeah i like all the violence <laughs> i like when like all those people die yeah. <laughs> yeah. so many yeah. you know how many people can get in on a cruise ship a lot oh i know it's yeah. full of people who die yeah. speaking so of dense. speaking of cruise can we talk about when cruise's head exploded again because i love that yeah sure <laughs> that was a great scene <laughs> hey back to the other murder um <laughs> yeah. okay guys favorite murder yeah, yeah go <laughs> top five murders go <laughs> Episode 38, Star Trek. Now, listen, listen. Who comes to the bar to break up the fight? Uh, Grizzly old space dog. Do you know his name? Um... Nope. Oh, it's Captain Pike. <laughs> yes, that's it, Pike. Yeah, Captain Pike. Pike. He comes in to break up the yes, fight. I knew it was a diving maneuver. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice, Pike, nice. Yes. You should have just thrown out another I know. one. I know. I should have. <laughs> <laughs> what are some diving terms? Um... The uh, uh, the uh, somersault. No, <laughs> gymnastics. No, sorry, sorry. There's um, tuck. a tuck. Oh, tuck. yeah, the Captain three-quarter tuck. rotation in the tuck position. <laughs> yeah. So he's Captain Tuck. A double back flounder. Oh, the flounder. Yeah, it's really good. It's really prestigious. My favorite is the belly splash. Oh, nice. Mine is the... Uh, no, that, that, that... Yeah, you're right. That's the favorite. Okay. Belly splash. Episode 39, St. Patrick's Day Celebration. Where's Batman? Is he in there? No, Batman? Is Batman no. Irish? No, he's not Irish. Oh. Okay, we've got uh, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn. Oh, man. Just one of my favorites. Goodness. Going up against... Oh, my goodness. Oh, no. Holy shit. Oh, no. Kenneth Branagh as Gilderoy Lockhart <laughs> oh, from Harry Potter. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, I love it. This I love is... it. I okay. can't wait to see what we pull here. Okay. Okay, I got one. Um, who does better fighting a giant squid? It is just hands down. Oh, Quite on Jin. That's not. We don't even have no. to talk about it. No, Lockhart wouldn't even know the spell to do. Who does better talking about? Totally or lying about yeah. fighting a giant squid. From what yeah. I'm understanding, totally. Uh, if, if Lockhart a giant, would win. If a giant squid just appeared, Lockhart would be like, "Oh, I know yeah. the spell to to, to get yeah. rid of him. Right. No problem." And they'd be like, "Okay, great, good, do it, do it." And he'd be like, "Uh, well, I, I did. Gotta, it. I already did I already it. Did so it. somebody else do it. Yeah, right? yeah, I did it last week. So maybe he's, someone else. He's could a bullshitter. Try. He's a bullshitter. I respect that. He's out. I respect the bullshitting. Yeah, that's an art. That's an art. Bullshitting is an art. Qui Gon's through. Oh, thank goodness. Episode 40, Swamp Thing Annual Number 2. Because in this heaven, it's a beautiful lush forest. Oh, okay. Trickling waterfall. Okay. Calm lakes. Mm. So Swamp Thing says, oh, is this what heaven looks like? That sounds like Swamp Thing's heaven, right? Yeah. So Swamp Thing says, is this what heaven looks like? And the stranger says, 
this is what heaven looks like to some, mm. but to others, it may not look like this. So this is what heaven looks like to us, he says. Cool. But it's not what it will look like to others. Mm. So it's like, yeah, another cool thing where it's like, you see what you want to see in yeah. heaven. Like it's your paradise. That's another interesting philosophy there. Yeah. That, 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 would, that could be a thing. Yeah. And another thing that, that calms my little broken yeah, brain. <laughs> I can see that calming, yeah. calming you down oh, a little it's bit. It's going to be exactly what I want. But your heaven's not going to have open water, though. That's <laughs> there's going to be no lakes. There's going to be no lakes. There's just going to be, there's just going to be podcast studios <laughs> with fabulous guests Com- sitting there waiting to record <laughs> movies, comics, video games, yeah. and more. Oh, there'll be a movie theater. That's, a, that's yeah. your heaven. Comic book store. <laughs> just stacked as high as yeah. you can. Movies stacked yeah. as high as you can see. Exactly. Comics writing themselves. Oh. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. I don't have to buy them. I can just go oh, grab them. It's all free. Them. It's all free. Everything's free. Yeah. Swamp Thing is there. Oh, Swamp Thing is... Swamp Thing's my bud. Like, Swamp Thing's like my top five friends, I think. He seems like he'd be a cool Five cool favorite dude. friends, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't really care too much about humans, but no. he protects like, the why environment. Why would you, really? He protects the environment. Episode 41, Predator. First of all, I just love that that wrist yes. like self destruct thing. The symbols they're so it's basic, like, like but they're so right? alien. Yeah. You just so you cool. just know they're getting smaller. But we like, know, you can't right, see anything. Right. You just know it's totally. getting smaller. We all know what's going on there. Yeah. But, Even the first time I saw it, you know that yeah. that if when these things are gone, that's bad. Right? How creepy and how cool that it plays a recording of Billy's laugh. Yeah, as it's doing it like yeah. that is just like he has learned. Icing on he the has hands. learned, right? Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And Artie's like, "Oh fuck!" It runs for his life. It's I, just a beautiful scene. I feel like, like, how does he know? How does the predator know to play a laugh in that moment? Like the laugh is right. Well, the the laugh is like, "I got you." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So how does he know? Episode forty-two: Star Trek Voyager, Timeless. Later in this season, uh, episode 24, we're on episode six, mm-hmm. episode 24, Captain Braxton shows up the, yeah, I remember to that. Voyager. It's one of your favorite episodes, Terry. Yep. Captain Braxton shows up and he says he's there to fix problems that they made in the Takar sector. And in this episode, all the stuff that Kim and Chakotay are doing is in the Takar sector. So he actually follows up to this episode to fix the time or the temporal timeline. I meant to ask you about, um, cause I couldn't remember if that episode was before or after this. It's after. So and, I'm, uh, I'm spoiler alerting that I want this to be the next episode we do. It is a fantastic, it's because one it's of a, my favorites. It's a great follow up to this one. I completely forgot that it was a follow up to that episode. Yeah. I didn't, oh, I didn't shit. remember it was a follow up. I couldn't remember if it was a season before. Or it's it's later. Oh. But that disco- uh, relativity is the name of the exactly. ship. Exactly, um, that's the name of the, sh- the episode yeah. as well. Yeah, and it's one of my favorite uh, episodes. And truth be told, I thought that from Void or Enterprise and onwards, the next series should have been done about a ship like Relativity, where it could be a crew, maybe not a, like a hundred strong, but maybe two dozen people. But you explore space and you're exploring time. Like to, to it, it opened up that many more dimensions of show. And all the, some of my favorite episodes where they go back in time and to Earth in 1996 or uh, um, in one of the the old Star Trek movies, uh, 1970 or 80 for uh, for um, Captain Kirk's time, right? So yeah. it had so much potential, and I thought Relativity would have been a great way for them to. Uh, that would have been really cool. Yeah, I would love a show like that. Episode 43. 
Easter celebration. Scenario is better best friend. Oh, what a great one. We have <laughs> the predator. Oh no. <laughs> not a great best friend. Just going to throw not, that out there. Not a great start for the predator. Not a great start. Going up against Mrs. Kintner from Jaws 1. <laughs> wow. Okay, so listen. Mrs. Kintner from <laughs> Let's start with the, Let's start with the predator. <laughs> the predator. He's a, a, an extraterrestrial species focused on trophy hunting other species. Highly capable, large, durable species with advanced weaponry. Mrs. Kintner, the scariest creature in Jaws. How dare she slap Martin Brody? This is what do you got? Tough. Better best friend. This is tough. Tim. I don't know if either of them have a friend. I. That's why it's tough. Okay. We need to break this down and we need to be very serious about this and figure out who is the better best friend. I have been listening back to some of our older episodes lately. And I have noticed that I throw the term best friend out more than I say anything else on this podcast. Oh, really? I am best friends with the characters of every movie and okay. every comic we ever do. What about me? Do you ever toss that out about me, your co-host? Oh, for sure. Okay. You good. are actually the true best friend. Oh, appreciated. Yeah. So I have never said this about Predator. And I have never said this about Mrs. Kittner. So this is a tough one. It could have been easy. It could have been someone that I've already said is my best friend, but it is not easy. <laughs> um, this is tough. This is like probably the worst two that could go up for best friend. Episode 44, Riddick Universe. <laughs> okay, so I definitely want to see something like that's prison related. I don't mind that prequel idea where it's just him escaping um, that prison on an asteroid, because I think when Chronicles of Riddick, I think it's when it's at its best, it's when he's in that prison and the movie gets smaller. Like I like the huge world we're playing in, but I don't actually think the movie works unless it gets small. So I would like a movie that, you know, still exists in that huge universe, but it's just him escaping that prison. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. You're right though about the small scale. Cause the best scenes are when Riddick's interacting with the Mercs. Yeah. Well, the best scenes dialogue-wise. What's that douchebag's name? Tombs. Tombs. Tombs is such Tombs a great in this movie. <laughs> He's just a scummy, dirty asshole. Get the gets. Yeah. <laughs> I also think he'd play a great Kano in a Mortal Kombat movie. Oh, yeah. 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 Good call. Yeah. We anyway, we love Kano. <laughs> He's our secret favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Sector guy. Uh, of course. Sector is cool. Sector, I never liked the robot. Anyway, whoa, we can catch up We always talk about Mortal Kombat, though. Catch up and mustard. About... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Episode 45, Darth Vader, Volume 1. What did you think of his interaction with Jabba the Hutt at the beginning? Oh, I mean, I loved it. I thought that was, that, that was the way that we all wanted that book to start. Like, when we pick up Darth Vader we have expectations of what this is going to be and they deliver exactly what you want right away. They get into some of the other stuff later, but they just give you, they give you Vader alone walking in to Jabba's palace 
and as confident as ever, um, gets in a lightsaber battle. You know, the, all, all the Jabba's guys are blasting at him. He deflects it all. He kills them all. Jabba thinks he's tougher than Vader. Vader won't fall for his tricks. And ultimately, Vader walks out with exactly what he went there for. It's it's exactly what we want. And so I think uh, home run right off the bat. Episode 46, Aliens Dead Orbit. Now, we get um, a flash forward here. At the very beginning, I think we are in let's just call it for lack of a better term the future then these things that had just happened are current timeline and now we're flashing back to the future okay right you with me i'm with you i would have went okay. current and past current yeah sure let's do that then okay. current and past yeah okay that, that makes more sense so we're back to current now we're back to we were in the current yeah yeah okay Current, which is the future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> current, which we, is the future, and past like, is current. So we were yeah. in the past, which was current, but now we're in current, which was future. Yeah. Okay. And now we now have nobody listening. <laughs> now that anymore. we're straight. Now that we're straight on Everybody's that. turned it off. <laughs> yeah. So we're dealing with the present and the past. And now we're in the present. And we're just in the past. <laughs> Should we keep going? Uh, I don't know. I think we shut it down now. <laughs> I think that's good. That's enough content <laughs> <Okay>. for <laughs> LV426. Episode 47, Star Wars, Clone Wars. If the yeah. listener suggests something and one of us likes it, we're definitely going to do it. And you like some terrible stuff, so. I like so much stuff and like half of it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so really throw anything out there. I probably love it. <laughs> yeah, a lot. If you throw a lot of things at <laughs> Dean, it's probably going to stick. So yeah, let us know. That's That's interesting. Let us know what you think. But getting back to the day, Star Wars Day. May the 4th. Oh, man. Okay. I just want to say right now, please don't say that anymore. Okay. And I'd appreciate if we don't get any emperor um, (laughs) (laughs) outbursts from you. (laughs) Let's throw that out there right now before I forget. Okay. 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 We we know the type of power that it is. Okay. Sure. Fine. Okay. I mean, I may have to bring it up, but I won't do the impression. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, that um, that impression, we, we did an impression battle on our Visionaries yeah. episode, and I think that's where it should live. Okay. Just on that episode. I mean, I did bring it to another podcast, but... Uh... I know. I, you brought it to a couple, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's my calling card, <laughs> man. I've got a strong feeling it might come up again. It may. It may. Episode 48, Good Time. I just want to say um, a, a thing I really loved about this flashback part when they're running towards the amusement park and Ray says like he felt like he I could just run for like fucking days. He's like, I could just go. <laughs> and then they like flash to him and he's like barely moving like he's barely <laughs> running. And like I really love this because there's there's one time when I, I had had like a lot of alcohol and I was chasing someone down. And I was like, you know what? If I get as low to the ground as possible, I will go as fast as possible. <laughs> and my friend was my friend was watching me run. And it is like his number one favorite moment of me ever, just because <laughs> I looked like such a fool. I tried to make my stride super long, but also crouch down to the ground because I thought <laughs> I thought I'd be able to fly. So when I when I heard Ray say that he could run for days and then he was just like kind of hobbling along, I was like, I get it, bro. I get it. 
Episode 49, Deadly Class, Volume 2. So he's running to the comic book store, and he's like, he's stopping to throw up on the street a couple times, which is funny. And then, also, I really like this. He's, he's running and he says, world goes digitalized, like staring at the sun for too long. Another acid flashback. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's This is more of the sandbox. Yeah. Another um, reminder that, that... that he's not the acid king. And he, you know what, Dean? He doesn't have to be, right? <laughs> he doesn't have to be. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody expected. Nobody him to expected be. <laughs> him to be the Acid King. But I feel like he might be. <laughs> he might be the Acid King. <laughs> he took all of it. <laughs> oh, that's good. Good. Good point. Episode fifty: The Avengers. Least favorite scene. Um. I definitely had something for this that we could have done uh, with speed round, but I uh, totally forget it. Um, okay. Nothing. I got it. I got a good one. Oh, no, I got, is... I got one. Okay, you go first, but then okay. I got one. No, no you go. Go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Your, My your least category. favorite scene is um, at the end when they're going through all of the uh, news footage of like the coverage of what happened and some like government official is just like, mm, the Avengers are going to have to answer to the destruction in New York. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what about the fuck uh, the government who sent a missile there? They were going to blow him up. How about the government has to answer to wanting to kill you? <laughs> Uh, this one is is mine, and I I had I've had this ever since the very first time I saw the movie. I don't know why, but I hate seeing Loki at the beginning of the movie riding in the back of a jeep, riding out of shield. I don't. It doesn't make any sense to me. Why is Loki riding in a jeep? <laughs> totally. This is a god of Asgard. He does not fit or suit the back of a jeep. Why couldn't he just take an elevator up or something like that? I can never get over it. Every time I see it, I'm just, I'm taken aback. I'm like, I'm out of the movie. I'm like, why is he in a fucking Jeep? That's so funny, Tim. That's great. <laughs> Loki in the back of a fucking Jeep. Doesn't make any sense. It's amazing. Episode 51, Jurassic Park. For sure. I like him. I like oh, him. yeah. I like him. I like him so much. Um, no, I like him so much. I like, I like him more than you do. Oh, uh, you beat he's me my, to it. He's my favorite. I like him more than you. He's, he is a pretty tasty snack, too, in this one. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, I love it. He's got his shirt. He's lying down with his shirt off. Yeah. Sweaty for like half the movie. Yeah, it's great. You like, know what else? It's, it's, it's that iconic shot of him, too. There's what, what one, else? There's one amazing shot where he's like walking as sexy as a person can walk, and he's walking <laughs> up to a pile of shit. <laughs> but it's out of frame when he starts walking and then it comes into frame and it's the sexiest anyone has walked towards a pile of shit yeah i like how hard he's hitting on ellie the whole time too oh yeah yeah it uh it worked in real life laura dern and him dated i think oh yeah yeah (laughs) nice it worked on me (laughs) totally man episode 52 superman versus the amazing spider-man it's a really nice two-page spread of like the robot and the destruction of the city. So I wanted to see what, what 1976 had. So I was like, all right, what do you got? What do you got in 1976? And I went looking for some dead bodies, Dean. Oh. I, wa- I wanted to see if this city's been destroyed. Interesting. M- more than likely, people have been killed. But does 1976 have the balls to show it? No, man. They got the comic code. They did it. What? I found a dead body. No way. A single, a single dead body laying face down right beside a destroyed building. I, no I was, way. I loved it. I was immediately in. I'm like, okay, yes. 
they got it. They they get it, right? They this snuck is... this one past the comic code. <laughs> they did. Screw that Screw comic Screw that code. comic code. Fuck the comic code. Oh, no, here I go. Code. Here I go getting fired up again. <laughs> Your face is getting red again. Don't talk about the comic code right now. Okay, sorry. Those bastards. <laughs> Those good-for-nothing rotten <laughs> bastards. Episode 53, Star Trek Voyager, Relativity. Uh, and it's they've all, they're always pulling out like these new cool Borg implants that she has that they're able to do something with, right? <laughs> like in the last one we did in Timeless, she had some sort of fascinating technology that they were able to send a message back in time to her with, right? Yeah, um, yeah. it's really really neat. She's a fascinating character. Her and the Doctor are just fascinating, um, like almost like super. Well, they are superhuman, like superhuman characters. Like a Swiss Army knife, sometimes. Yeah, their their abilities are almost infinite. It's like so. you've got this this crew of humans on Voyager, or humans and like uh, other species, sort of like humans. But then these two are, they're just like superheroes. It's like you have like these these characters who are, have way 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 higher abilities than everybody else around them, and it's really fun mm-hmm. to watch these super characters, you know, often save the day and then interact with all the other people. So. And what's what's all to add to that, Tim? What's increasingly incredible about it is that these superhero characters, these are are all always trying to be more human. You know, they're they're far <laughs> superior. They're far superior than us in every single way. But they are all always written to be more human as their mm-hmm. driving force, Shit, and dude, that's, that's what that's makes such it. Gr- that's such, oh, a, it, such a great point. Yeah, it makes it amazing to watch. Episode 54, Predator 2. So um, Keyes has explained that what they're there for is to go after the Jamaicans. So that's that's their target. Yeah. Now, right after that, that, that's their segue. That's the movie's segue, I guess, because we get to see the Jamaicans and what they do. Now, they've, right. come, they've come to the leader of the Colombians gang, his penthouse. Yeah. And he was, Tim, he was busy. I, I was about to say, Dean, he's quite busy having having the sex. He's having he's, he's having the sex. He's, he's quite busy. He's having the sex at the time that they break in. But you know what? It's kind of it's kind of rude for them to break in at that moment. Yes, but do you know what? What? The Jamaicans don't care. Well, that it's very rude. Do you know why they don't care? Why? Because they want to do some ritualistic shit to him. Oh fuck. And they do. They do it. Yeah. They hang him upside he, down. And he had such a better idea for an evening in his mind. Well, he was having the sex. <laughs> yeah, he was in the middle of a great evening. And they come in, burst through the door, and hang him upside down. Yeah, it got it got pretty bad for him. Yes, it got very bad. That's the, Talk about the highs and the lows. Episode 55, Firewatch. Curious to hear about your end credit experience because the first time I <laughs> the first time I went through it, um, what happens is they've got this beautiful song um, from Etta James playing. It's so so nice and and beautiful, and they're scrolling through the pictures that yeah. you took with your disposable camera. Yeah, great idea. So did you only get that one picture you took? One picture, dead Brian. Okay, so oh, horrible, dead, dead. Dead, horrible, dead Brian. Dead it's the Brian? only, it's the only picture I took. I was like, I need this for evidence. 
dude. One picture pops up, dead Brian. I'm out there climbing up cliffs and uh, <laughs> getting sunsets and sunrises, and you take one picture of dead Brian? The game ends, and the, the, the pictures start coming up, and it's just a dead child. That's awful. It's awful, man. I hated okay. it. Well, you definitely played that wrong. So let's, yeah. let's talk about my story, then, is I... Yes sit down, I'm looking at these credits and these pictures start to roll. And I'm like, oh, those are some really nice pictures. And then I realize, oh, these are the pictures I took throughout the game. Cool. That's really cool. And then as I'm looking at all these pictures, a new picture comes up and I'm like, wait a second, I didn't take that picture. Yeah. So there are six pictures already on the camera that Brian had taken with him and his father. Yeah. And it is heartbreaking seeing these pictures because like they're just they're just having fun. They're like they're you can tell that they're having a good time, right? Like they're very happy. Yeah. Um yeah. it just for me it solidified the idea that Ned did not kill Brian. It was an accident. And I just I thought it was such a nice way to the end to end the game. I was just I was really blown away by that. Like at that point I just kind of put the controller down, sat back and I was like, that was one of the most ex- like amazing experiences that I've I've taken part of in in, yeah. in any sort of genre. It's just it's tr- it's tremendous. Episode fifty six, Strange Brew. Rosie is Angus McInnes. Now this is this is what I'm guessing is where you thought you were going to one up me with your facts. You fucking got me. Let me see if I can. You know what, Dean? I think not only am I going to have your fact, but I'm going to do you one better. You're going to own me. I'm going to own you on this, okay? Oh, okay. He is a Canadian actor who played the role of Jedi pilot gold leader in Star Wars A New Hope. Now, he was also in Star Wars Rogue One as archived footage, but with newly recorded audio. Now, Dean, this guy was actually in a bunch of cool movies. Let me name some for you. Okay, go for it. Superman 2, Hellraiser 2, Judge Dredd, Eyes Wide Shut, Hellboy, Captain Phillips, and a talking back favorite, The Jacket. <laughs> Tim, you owned me. You owned me. He's in the fucking jacket? He's in the jacket. He's the Who ju- is he? He's the judge in the jacket. I came in here thinking I had one up on you. You, you out-researched <laughs> me. Like you do every single episode, you owned me. That is amazing. You actually blew my mind. I didn't think that was going to happen in this episode. I didn't think you blew my mind. You blew my mind. Thank you. Wait, was he Bobette? <laughs> <laughs> Did he shoot Adrian Brody? <laughs> oh, damn. You just went up me. That was great. Oh, go back and listen to our episode on the jacket um, to catch some of these references and for a great episode of podcasting. Episode 57, Escape from New York. The opening and the idea behind this movie always fascinated me. Like as a younger viewer, when I would watch this or whenever I was about to watch it, I'd always kind of like place myself in that situation and wonder what I would do in that situation. Um, we all know that younger Tim would have done just fine because I had that little duffel bag of mine full of like, uh, handcuffs and firecrackers and keys and cap guns. And, uh, I'd take it wherever I went. So as long as I could sneak that over the wall with me, I was going to do just fine. 
Tim, I thought about that duffel bag. That's so <laughs> weird. I thought about that duffel bag when I was watching this. I don't know why, but I was like, because it's like what you bag would, would be really handy right now. <laughs> it had everything you'd need to survive <laughs> yeah. this prison. So you carried it with you just in case you, as a eight year old, was going to get arrested yeah. and thrown into some sort of city that was a prison. Yeah, you never know as an eight year old when you're going to do the wrong thing, and I have know to yeah. pay the maximum price for it. Episode fifty eight. First five movie memories. Um, I do have to, I do have to get something off my chest here. I, this, this is definitely not going to go over very well with you, Corey. I'm sorry. Um, I may have said on one of our podcasts, one of the talking back episodes, it would have been the Jaws three episode. I may have said that I would rather watch Jaws three than Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize. I stand by it. I stand by it. Yeah, you know what? I I respect you for standing by it and not backpedaling on it. That's I, I will you, take that you. any day of the week, my friend. I, I will throw out there that only because it's more fun. It's a, a more fun movie for me, like more of a – because obviously Jaws 3 is a very silly movie and I, I watch it and kind of laugh at it. I'm not saying that I think Jaws 3 is better than Return of the Jedi for any other reason other than <laughs> if there's a Saturday afternoon, you know, and I'm kind of in a goofy mood, which one do I want to throw on? It's Jaws 3. Yeah. Very silly. Um, if you want to hear that, go check out the Jaws 3 episode. Dean calls me out on it. He pushes me for the answer. I give it to him and and it's, I get in a lot of trouble. So, Episode 59, Batman issue 251, The Joker's Five-Way Revenge. Mm-hmm. And Batman is stuck in this tank trying to save his own life and Bing Hoolies. Yeah. And he starts fighting a shark. Of course he fucking starts fighting a shark. It is awesome. There's so many great panels of the fight. Yeah. I love it. And Batman, Dean, Batman is able to defeat the shark. Yeah, he like breaks the shark's either neck or back or something. Yeah, he uses his chain. He puts it yeah. like into the shark's mouth and just starts reefing on the shark upwards and yeah, I guess like rips his, I don't know, breaks his face or something. I and... think, I think he like, so he says something about like, he can, he thinks he can snap his spine okay. and then he keeps reefing on it and he's yeah. like, break, break, break. And so I think he snaps his spine or something, but like, yeah, the, the shark is like b- bleeding from like his mouth by the end of it. Yeah. Um, it's I mean, super he, cool. He rides that shark. Yeah. And just it's rips on him. Great art. Great art, great panels. That's my favorite. My favorite art part of the book is that uh, sequence with the shark. There, it's so neat. Totally, Tim. We we went past my number five, so I got to get to it. Okay, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. It's 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 okay. It's a little bit of a shocker, but I. It kind of goes with number four. Like number four is Joker, like not accepting that he can just stomp on Batman's head in that apartment because he has a bigger plan. And my number five is learning his bigger plan. And his bigger plan is that he saved a shark from the ocean who was covered in oil. Like he actually Mm. nursed that shark back to health. That shark was on the brink of dying. So just imagine Joker in that apartment with Batman lying on the floor. And he's like, oh, fuck, I spent like months nursing the shark back to health. He's like, this is all part of the plan. I got to let him find me and I got to throw him in that tank. Right. I like that his whole that his whole plan is that like it's so elaborate it gets like it's probably months of work to do that and then he just tosses batman in and batman just like the fight is part of it is part of my favorite moment where batman just takes it to that shark 
Yeah, for sure. I like that number five. That's really good. Episode 60, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Now, it's the morning. Neil goes to wash his face in the sink, but he finds out he's a bit too late because Dell is soaking his socks. And then Neil accidentally uses Dell's underwear to dry his face. It's just like, oh my goodness. This, uh, when yeah. he's washing his face with that sock water, that's so uncomfortable. Totally. But it's, just one, it's, another, it's just one thing after another with this, with this dude. Totally. But in this moment, I'm like, come on, Neil. Just look at stuff. Like, I get... I mean, I, yeah, I, I get it, but... It sucks. It sucks that Dell soaked his socks in the sink and didn't warn you about it. But also, yeah. the guy probably had smelly feet because, like, that was kind of an indicator earlier. So he wants to wash his socks. <laughs> Not in the sink, though, dude. Come on. Uh, just, uh, you know Dean. all the towel. You know all the towels are used up. What are you grabbing? Dean. Dean. Yes, Tim. Bert Dingman owes Dell a favor. Of course that's, he does, because he sold them shower lucky? rings. They owe him that's, a favor. That's right. Bert, Bert can help them get on a train. Why the Isn't that fuck? great news? Why the fuck does anyone owe him a favor for selling him something? I <laughs> He's don't pro- get it. Because <laughs> his job doesn't exist. He's the only one who magically does it. True, and true. it's like the only place you can get shower curtain rings from. True. It's, that's it. He's not even like, I gave him a good deal. He's just like, I sold that guy shower rings. Yeah. He owes me a favor. Yeah. That guy like... needed shower curtain rings so hard <laughs> yeah. that he just owes me a favor for selling me. them to him at full price. Exactly. Anyone who's bought something from him owes him a favor. They already paid you, man. They don't owe you anything. Episode 61, Hawkeye, Volume 1. So, Dean, I'm going to break down all of the arrows that we get to see in this issue. Now, we, we don't get to see them all uh, at once, but uh, I'm just going to throw them out there all up front. Okay. We get the net arrow, boomerang arrow, bola arrow, acid arrow, tracer arrow, putty arrow, sonic arrow, explosive tip arrow, cable arrow, smoke bomb arrow, rocket arrow, suction tip arrow, electro arrow, boomerang arrow. Wait, I said boomerang twice. As you should have. (laughs) I thought that was just a great joke you added in there. (laughs) That was an accident. (laughs) Uh, Oh, hell. Uh, This is a fun episode. Episode 62, Mad Max. And uh, the truck rolls uh, a bunch of times. It's upside down. Goose is stuck upside down. There's gasoline dripping out. And Toe Cutter and Johnny the boy walk over. And Toe Cutter wants Johnny to light the car on fire. And burn mm, yeah, him. Yeah. Burn his ass. Yeah. Uh, Toe Cutter? He's got flies landing on his face and he's not even moving? Did you <laughs> amazing. notice that? What the fuck is it's this? So what is this? amazing. It's so amazing. I just get the feeling like he smells so bad. Like trash. I know. That flies know. are landing on him. Like now, now if you watch a movie, like that fly is like CG landing on his face, like, but it looks real. Or it's like, like break, cut, cut. We need to take it again. A fly landed on your face. No, it landed on your face by accident. Yeah. (laughs) He doesn't flinch. There's a fly walking on his face while he does this scene. I think he was. What the fuck? This guy's amazing. He was into it. Um, yeah, Johnny doesn't want to doesn't want to light the match though. He doesn't want to kill the guy. It's true. Um, Very interesting that Johnny doesn't want to go that far. Like he's been wild up till now, but he doesn't want to do the match. He doesn't want to light that wanna, guy on fire. Doesn't want to kill the guy. 
Um, yeah. But it, it, there's a bit of a struggle with the match and it ends up falling to the ground, yeah. lighting some grass on fire, which eventually lights the car on fire anyways. And uh, uh, the Dean, the goose is cooked. The goose. Oh, nice one, Tim. <laughs> the goose is cooked. Someone should have said that in this movie. <laughs> Not that type of movie, Dean. Episode 63, Alien versus Predator. The Predator takes off its mask, and it looks really, really cool. Like it's a really, really good-looking uh, creature. Totally. Uh, it, it, it does look really good. Um, at this point, I definitely, for some reason, got some, like, is it time to kiss vibes? I, d- I don't know <laughs> yeah. why, but I was like, are they going to kiss right now? Is that why he took his mask off? Maybe. Yeah. You never know, And then right? I was like, but where would she kiss him right now, or, or her? Um, where would she kiss the predator right now? Like there's, there's no lips there. Mm. It's really tough. So I, I feel like she was just trying to figure out where to kiss him and then just decided not to cause she didn't, couldn't come up with an answer. Yeah. You might just need to go for the forehead. Maybe. Got yeah. Large foreheads. Actually, that would have been nice. That would have been really sweet. Miss it. Yeah. Oh, that might've been actually sweet. I if, joke, so, maybe yeah, yeah. Been, if she kissed him, fine. if she kissed the predator on the forehead where he has like the mark from the acid and then she put the oh, acid on her cheek and he yeah. then went and kissed or I guess licked maybe her cheek or something. I lost me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it got weird. That got weird real really got fast. really weird. I, I appreciate your effort there. You know what's weird? Thinking of how what? predators kiss each other. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. I don't know. How do they procreate? It's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. We don't, we don't need to know that, actually. We need, Tim, we need that. We need a movie with that. Some things are left better off unknown. I guess. Let's leave it to the mystery. I guess. But at this point, I'm like, okay, we got a little uh, little love interest in the movie now. Well, I mean, I yeah, I think it's I think it's more of like a respect thing. You know, yeah. they because the predators are all about honor and respect and and all that. So. I think two seconds of eye contact is respect and three is love. And I think yeah, we are bordering on five. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 64, Friday the 13th. To kind of like sum up what's going on here, we've got this group of camp counselors yeah. who are preparing for summer camp. We probably should have done this 40 minutes ago. Maybe. I don't but know. We get a group of camp counselors <laughs> who are setting up a summer camp. Yeah. It's not open yet. They're trying to like prep it to get it open. Great idea to just get counselors there <laughs> and no kids there. We definitely oh, should have set this up before. But I know. Yeah, great idea. <laughs> here we are. We're, we're here now. Um, <laughs> the camp is apparently cursed, as so says Ralph. There have been many deaths, uh, but we don't know what that history was. We're just being kind of fed that information by Ralph. And all these teens are horny as fuck. Oh, totally. The setting is beautiful. Yeah. And there's a killer on the loose. Mm-hmm. So good setup. It's just it, it's good a job, pretty Tim. good setup. I've been so worried about not giving away the killer that I, I forgot we need to set up the movie. I know. That's <laughs> you know the Dean, the beauty of editing is I can cut all that oh, and drop that, it in yes. at the eight minute mark. Perfect. Right. Unless I forget. Perfect. I I'm so glad you did it. <laughs> Episode sixty five, The Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. And uh, Sinbad decides to free the dragon, Dean, and we get a monster fight. This is the best. Our monster first fucking, fucking monster, monster fight, fight yeah. in the movie. I'm awesome. so yes. into it. Um, I'm so into it. The Cyclops has taken more of your like MMA type approach here. Yeah, totally, yeah. He's punching <laughs> yeah. and like grabbing Ground and, pound. and going for takedowns. <laughs> yeah. And the dragon is relying on like one of the only things you're not allowed to do, which is biting. Right. Yeah. He's just biting. <laughs> and... Uh, 
It was a really great fight. Yeah. But um, if there, Tim, if there were action figures, if there were toys, this is the fight oh, that's dear. happening with me on my floor totally. when I'm a kid every single Saturday. So much every fun. Saturday I'm having that fight. So much fun. Uh, the dragon is able to get the upper hand though, Dean, and finishes off the Cyclops. Yeah. And I'm sad. I'm sad for yeah. the Cyclops. I was sad too. That's the second Cyclops to die. And uh, I, know. I like them so much that I just... I, do. I, I didn't like it too much. But. I was I was sad too. And like... Um, I, I talk about best friends a lot. Uh, who could be a best friend in this movie? I feel like it could only be Cyclops. Cyclops, yeah, he was—he's kind of best friend material in this movie. The Cyclops didn't really do anything wrong. The Cyclops yeah. is being like taken advantage of. Yeah, you know, people keep stealing his stuff from him. I know. And he just tries to get it back. I just want to hug the guy. Yeah, and then he finds food, and he just tries to eat his food. Yeah, but and he then- doesn't get a meal. No. He has thrown off a cliff. <laughs> yeah, he's misunderstood for yes, sure. Yes. All of the Cyclops. I like Cyclops. Episode 66, Thor, God of Thunder, Volume 1 and 2. And we're inside the bomb where the Thors are and Gore is. And I love this. They say that time is moving like tar inside the bomb. Yeah. Such a cool just so idea. Cool. So cool. And... Avenger Thor has bitten one of Gore's eyeballs out, and he's Great. got he's gotten a hold of two Mjolnir's here. Oh my goodness, Tim! Double fisting Mjolnir's right now. Oh my double fisting hammers. Unheard yes. of. Unheard of. The bomb goes off, and Avenger Thor with the two hammers absorbs the whole blast of the bomb. This is the best. This is the absolute best. This is the, the best. The art on this page is the absolute best. The idea behind this, when they say that he's struggling with absorbing it, but every single god on the earth who is dying at this moment prays to Thor. Even his father, who he could never like have approval from, prays to Thor at that moment because they know that that's the only god that can save them in that time. Yes. That, that page, Tim, that page when he's smashing oh, those dude. hammers together and his arms, like his veins and his muscles, like, I love that page so much. Okay, so I'll tell you something really cool that I picked up on. Um, if you, I don't know if you have that page in front of you, but if you look at that page, mm-hmm. as he's banging those two hammers together, you'll yeah. notice they don't show you all of it, but you'll notice what's coming out of the hammer mm-hmm. is this is probably 75% of the Omega symbol. So oh, cool. Showing like this is this that. is this is the end. Like this is the end of it. Episode 67, Star Trek Voyager Q2. Now, uh it's he's on board for about 20 minutes and he says he's toured the entire ship already and all he's seen is quote bipeds pushing buttons, bipeds replacing relays and bipeds running diagnostics. <laughs> <laughs> And you, you can't disagree with him. That's yeah. true. He makes it sound very dry. I do, I do, what, I do wonder yeah. what the natural state of Q is when they're not bipeds because he brings up the fact that everybody else is. Yeah. I like that. And then uh, he wants to have some fun. So he suggests that they fly into fluidic space <laughs> and fight species A472. <laughs> yeah. Or they uh, detonate a few omega molecules. Um, Janeway is not interested in either of those. Uh, so what he does is he turns engineering into a rave. Oh, that was great. Oh, that was awesome. That was great. <laughs> a- weird aliens all over the place and they're all drinking and the yeah. music's going. Um Who's going to that rave? Jay, are you going to that rave? Oh, I was there. You were there? You yeah, were in there? there? The time. I, I, I think Paris was there the whole time. <laughs> Paris, he's probably there. I didn't even remember seeing Paris in this episode now that I think about it. Yeah, he's in it later on. Is he? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, the warp, there, the warp core is just flashing all crazy colors, <laughs> and it's just it's uh, one hell of a disco. Detention to detail in the episode. It's an LED good. warp core. Yeah. Episode sixty-eight: Alien versus Predator Requiem. So there's more scenes with uh, humans, and then there's this pizza delivery human and his brother, uh, and they they go into the sewer dean to retrieve some keys. <laughs> <laughs> pizza delivery human. I like that we're just not going to say their names at all. I have IMDb pulled up with all their names because I wasn't sure I'd remember. Nah. I have now closed it, Tim, because we are gonna we're go going with to go with Pizza Human. <laughs> I will hit you with one name in a little bit because I feel like there's okay. one name worth saying, but okay. they're all they're humans for for now. But I like Pizza Human. I actually like Pizza Human in this movie. He's the only human I like. Yeah, so there was a, a bully through his keys down into the sewer. So him and his older brother are going down to look for them. Um, this was uh, one of those really, really intense sewer scenes that we were just yes. alluding to. There's like this part where you see a small alien that like has looks like it's probably just come out of someone's chest and it's like hissing at them real quick and yes, then like fades yes. back into the darkness. So they know they saw it. They know it's not like anything of this earth, but they don't know what it was. And then they're like, you know, we got to get the F out of here. This is yeah, bullshit. That, that is actually a really cool scene. It's actually, it is really scary. And they like hit you with the scary music. That's actually the moment I want to see Pennywise in that corner. Sure. Yeah. I want like the, the light to go on him and him just to be like, uh, hello, pizza human. <laughs> I found your keys. Is he just stroking the xenomorph as well? <laughs> yes. So oh, totally. <laughs> Uh, that would be fucking creepy, dude. Now that would that I think be of it, fucking creepy. That would be a creepy movie. Wow. I would love that. That would be intense. Coming over here and get your keys. <laughs> All right. Jeez. <laughs> Settle down. I love Pennywise. Yeah, you do. You should go for Pennywise's Halloween. You should I go should, for Pennywise's Halloween. I don't think that sentence made any sense, but you get the gist of Pennywise it. Pennywise as <laughs> It's not... <laughs> That's like, no, it's all there. It's just not laid out in the correct order. It, yeah, yeah. It's all there. You can figure yeah, it out for it's yourself. It's all there. It's all there. Pizza um, human. <laughs> Pizza human. <laughs> that's good. That's good shit, dude. Episode 69, Deadly Class, Volume 3. These are the out of school moments. Yeah, yeah. that are like so important, right? Because I mean, if I think back to my high school experience, I'm thinking a lot about people and um, relationships and things right. that happened not in class, but like you don't out, remember out of a lot class. of the class stuff, yeah. Right. So I, I love that they're not giving us a whole lot of the in class stuff at King's Dominion. Yeah. Like the other, yeah. it's this other stuff that's important. The only stuff you remember in class is when you passed that girl you love that note that said, "Do you like me?" and she wrote yes. That's the only things you remember. I don't remember getting one of those. Oh, shit. They never pass them back? Yeah, they come back. <laughs> they disappear into the ether. <laughs> Just a bunch of notes. Do you like me, Tim? At the end no of answer. the... At the end of the year, there's just a big pile of notes in the corner of the class, and I didn't know what those were. I never looked, but... Do you like me? Check yes or no. You'd put a yes or no box. Do you like me? No, they I just never had a pen. They never had a pen, man. Knowing me, dude, it would have been like, do you like me with two like yes boxes to check? <laughs> like, no, no. And then they draw in the ten. no. They draw it in. No and check <laughs> and check it. Episode 70, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He is the older brother and he's upset that the other two are fuck ups. Oh, totally. Right. Like he's um, 
he's giving <laughs> he's he's already hit this other dude with the stick for the cemetery yeah. thing, and then he starts giving Leatherface shit for cutting the door up. I love it. What did you Him, do to the this, door? This guy, this store owner is so good. Like, uh, like he from is this good. point on, I think he's so incredible. When he gets to that front door and he's like, look what your brother did to the door. Like, I love <laughs> this. Awesome. I love this guy. That was, that was like, really good. Oh, my goodness. There are a couple of, like, really subtle moments of humor in this movie. Oh, that yeah. Just, There's one coming up. Yeah, definitely. But th- this was one of them. It just, it really yeah. works. Like, I don't know why Leatherface felt like he needed to cut that door open before. I guess it could have been locked. I don't know if he was yeah. he was just so angry in the moment that he did it. But the fact that there'd be repercussions for that is so funny to me. And that that's, this guy would just be like, what? Like, and it makes a lot of sense. Like, he's like, now I got to fix this fucking door. Like, why did you yeah. do this? You know, stop it. You guys are such idiots. You know? Yeah, and he wanted to go in and lecture Leatherface about, like, letting the kids go. But, like, Leatherface is like, no, no, no. Well, he doesn't really speak, but he's like, no, no, no. I got them all in the freezer. Like, <laughs> yeah, I got all the kids in the freezer. And so that. then you can see the shop owners kind of looking, and he's like, well, you fucked up the door. What'd you do that <laughs> for? Like, he just wants to yell at him for something. Yeah. Episode 71, The People Under the Stairs. Now, he's telling Fool that the mother is late on the rent. And that they're going to get evicted from the building. Bro. Yeah. Bro. Did you hear? Bro. 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 Late on the rent, bro. Pay the rent, bro. We're going to throw you out of here. Did you hear their the fine print of their contract that he's trying to lay out for fool here? He's like, you're three days late on your payment. Mm. So you have to p- pay three times the amount of the rent. Oh, that doesn't and make you, sense. If you can't. They kick you out. That's that's math. Bro. That math doesn't make sense, bro. Bro, that sounds like some uh, Russian landlords, bro. Totally. They. Oh man, they need a Clint Barton in this building. Episode seventy-two: The Tomb of Dracula. And he summons Jeannie to come to him, and she feels compelled to go, and she starts going towards him. So this is like this mystical power dracula has to like compel you to come towards him i love it she's walking towards him until dean until frank punches her in the face yeah and knocks her out cold yeah he did what the fuck is going on here that's kind of what i thought when i turned the page and that happened i was like what the fuck is going he punched her in the face I had to do like a double take. I'm like, yeah. wait, is he punching Dracula here? Who's he punching? Oh, no, he's nope. punching her. His fiance. He punched her in the face. But I guess that's um, how he was able to stop her from going to Dracula. So, yeah, I guess he knew what exactly what was going on. <laughs> yeah. Now, Frank pulls out a silver makeup compact that Jeannie mm. had. And Frank manages to eventually get the upper hand and scares off Dracula, but not before Jeannie is bitten and turned into a vampire. Right. And she walks off into the shadows. Yeah. This is pretty sad. Um, maybe he shouldn't have punched her. Yeah, I don't know why. She she could be walking off into the shadows because she's a vampire or because or, her boyfriend just punched her in the face. Yeah, exactly. That's I don't good, know. That's a and good then, point, And Dean. then punched her in the face and then stole her, her mirror. Her, yeah, her compact, yeah. Her compact, yeah. So he like punches her and then robs her. She should walk off. Mm-hmm. So he's an abusive thief boyfriend. Yeah, great. The great catch. I think I'm I think you're I'm with Clifton. He's the hero. Well, maybe yeah, maybe Dracula's, you know, the way to go. Maybe <laughs> yeah, that's the more solid I mean, the more solid relationship. 
Yeah, you sucked on your neck. Episode 73, The Witch. Thomason and the mother are both shown having nightmares with delusions in them. Thomason is also often asleep before or after a scene with a witch. True. These could be nightmares or like delusional dreams she's having about a witch. So that's my what if. What if there weren't actually any witches in this movie? This was more based on like a poisoning of food, hallucinations and delusions, and this like this destruction of this family based upon more like science and nature. Yeah. It's so good, Tim. It's so good. It's your it's your best. It's your best way. You I was right. I was right at the beginning saying I do think this is what happened. Yeah, this is what I think, think what so. happened. This is what I think happened in this movie. Episode 74, Dracula. Okay, Dean, what do you do you want to do any like closing thoughts on that movie or um, we got what if coming up for anybody who hasn't turned off the podcast yet. Yeah. From all your improv. <laughs> yeah, it's all my This improv. is the beginning and the end of your improv career. I promise you that this one is my fault. This episode is my fault. I apologize to everybody listening. If you're still with us right now, thank you so much for for bearing with me this episode. Because yes. I've been an embarrassment Tim. to not only myself, but to my brother Dean. And to no. all of the undead minions who are here in the <laughs> studio with us. Yes, they're watching over us. Most of them have left. It's been a little creepy. <laughs> I've compelled them to come. And their will was broken by my, perform- We're my performance. We're recording in a haunted house and most of the ghosts have yeah, left. It's mostly clean now. It's <laughs> mostly unhaunted. Uh, Tim, if this podcast was so bad that it killed any of the listeners, welcome to the club. Oh, yes. Dean has killed a listener. You killed a listener, Dean? Yes. Wow, that's creepy. That is a great way to lose listeners. Yes, you kill them. That was our October mission, wasn't it? You give it them before October. lacerations. And we were trying to lose all our listeners after one episode. Yes, yeah, so I went out and killed one. <laughs> it's the most would excellent Would you like interview. to see his body? I would. Yes, I would like it's to see It's in the trunk that. of my car. Really? Yes. You should put it in the vault with Cousin. That's the perfect place for it, Uh, Dean. Cousin will have something to munch on. Yes, feed it to Cousin. Episode 75, Star Trek Enterprise, Regeneration. Uh, The one sign that he showed of Mm -hmm. being assimilated was he started to hear the collective. He started to hear the voices of all the collective. And then the the sound has has a... uh, we don't always recognize what it's doing to our our viewing and our, our understanding of a show, but uh, the right sound at the right time can change the impact of, a, of, a, yeah. of oh, an episode. I've got something for you then, Terry. <clears throat> I've got something in here somewhere. Listeners, Tim is uh, right now turning around, looking in a bin, digging through a bunch of bunch of stuff. Oh, oh, that thing's awesome. Freedom is irrelevant. Self determination is irrelevant. You must comply. Awesome. Love it. <laughs> Love it. 
should keep that out here just for this episode. Okay. Uh, wasn't that the Christmas thing that, uh, wasn't it part of that Christmas thing I got you guys? Yeah, I think so. It's yeah, my yeah. little Borg cube. Yeah, 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 little yeah, Borg yeah, cube that, that, that does some voices. Christmas. Remember we did the Christmas Trekmas, which we got yes, to do again. Finally. Yes, yes. I have this in a drawer and I'll oftentimes bump the drawer and then the Borgs start talking to me <laughs> from inside the drawer. I'm like, wait, wait the fuck out settle you. down, Borg. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, okay. Episode 76, Deadly Class, Volume 4. Now, Marcus and Petra have locked themselves in a janitor closet and the mm-hmm. roller girls are trying to break in when none other than star quarterback Derp Flumpdunger in full <laughs> football equipment is running full speed at the door. He's going to bash it in. What a great name. Dude, I laugh every time I, yes. I hit this part because everything is so tense. People are getting murdered. Uh, Marcus yes. looks like he might get killed and Derp Flumpdunger comes. Dude, and we, full, all, full... we all know Derp Flumpdunger. Like, we all went to high school. We all know Derp Flumpdunger. And he's going to come in and he's going to he's gonna save the day. He's the, he's the quarterback. And you know what? Why wouldn't you just be wearing your football pads and your helmet? Well, of course. If you're going to, it's final exam, right? You may as well be final exam. You got to suit up, man. Exactly. So he's going to blast through this janitor door and he's, he's going to, Flumpdunger is going to kill them. Episode 77 Predators. So it's I love I love dude, I love it. I'm in on this movie so yeah. hard right now that yeah. I can't even believe it. Like I'm just yeah, like they totally. finally got it right. Yeah. Thank you. And I'm so drawn into Fishburn because he's saying things like um as he's leading everyone into a ship, he's like, "Come check out the vibe of this this place." <laughs> He tells them to come check out the vibe of his ship. If somebody's leading you somewhere and says, come check out the vibe of this place. I mean, I don't know. There's drugs involved. There's got to be drugs involved somewhere. <laughs> yeah. It's, you can't, uh, it can't be described. You just have to come and feel you gotta it You got to come yourself. check out the feel vibe it. of this place. Feel it. Let the energy flow through you, man. <laughs> and I would describe the vibe as dirty. <laughs> yes, it was. It, it wasn't was like, a great place. The vibe was, was this so was the strange. dirtiest ship I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Episode 78, Back to the Future. Now, it's later that evening, and Marty goes to meet Doc Brown. They're at a shopping mall in the parking lot, uh, the Twin Pines Mall, it's called. Now, Mm -hmm. Doc Brown makes a dramatic entrance. Dean, what do you think about this entrance of Doc? Yes, Tim. Oh, man, you're just hitting on everything I want to talk about. Doc, this is the first, we've heard his voice, but this is the first time we see him in the movie. This, like amazing music swells and plays and a car rolls out of the back of like a trailer and we're like what's going on this is this car looks cool and then he just comes fumbling and bumbling out of the door hits his head on it and he (laughs) has i love that the first thing he does is hits his head on the door hit his head on the door because those doors are stupid how can you have those suicide doors or whatever you call them i don't know those wing doors hits his head on it and he is at a thousand percent right away (laughs) and i am digging this old man episode 79 bad weekend so jacob has been asking himself throughout the book why hal would pick him and it turns out it's because jacob's father was a thief and hal wants help breaking into this rich person's house who he thinks has something that belongs to him yeah 
great. That's why he wants him. That's why he wants him. Because he's a criminal. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Nice. Oh, you like that one better. That's very similar to Bad Weekend, Tim. No way, dude. <laughs> that one worked. That one was okay, not okay. forced. That right. one, you just came, I can tell you just came up with that one, right? That's true. The Bad yeah, Weekend, true. I can tell you were sitting on that all uh, week. You're like, as soon as this podcast starts, I'm going to say I had a bad weekend. <laughs> I've been teeing that one up for a week. Uh, okay, so I'm just going to make a note here. Criminal good yeah. joke. Good good joke. Well, it wasn't okay. It wasn't as much a joke. It was just a great timing um, mm. of... of yeah their like the the name of the book you okay. you tied in a piece of this book to their overarching like volumes and why right, the, right. their volumes are called that thanks you did it dude <laughs> dude you did it <laughs> thank you i feel great uh i want to thank my, my fans <laughs> and my friends yes we, we we'd all like, a successful we'd job. all like to thank everybody episode 80 lawless you know what, yeah, dude? I feel just bad he- for him. Hearing you say that, maybe yeah. that's the only redemption he needed. Maybe the only redemption he needed was this was something maybe his father could never do. His father could never let someone who killed his brother live. So maybe in that act of letting her go, maybe he has eclipsed his father. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the circumstances are that he still has to work for this guy, but he's better than his father ever could be. I, I'm just interesting yeah so just talking about it that's that's really cool i I never thought of that like he knows that his character is not his father because if he lets mallory go i am not my father even though his position in the in the criminal organization is the same as his father like oh yeah tracy lawless just like teague lawless working for hyde but he knows that he's not his father because of the actions that he did not the position he has Mm. i like that i like that too yeah. That's interesting. That and that's just, what I love about this book. Like, yeah. we can just talk about it and try to figure this out. I like I like that. I like that. Just coming up with that right then and there, that just destroyed my what if. Perfect. It broke it. Perfect. <laughs> what if it is broke. broken now? But we're going to do it anyways, but it's broken. Okay. <laughs> we'll have a chat oh. about it, but um, okay. Okay. I oh, love man. that we got there. I, this I is know why I too. love doing this, dude. This is why I love just t- chatting about this uh, this shit and just like throwing it out there because while I'm reading this, I'm not, a lot of this stuff doesn't come to my mind, but just like verbally getting it out and like yeah. talking to someone about it. Uh, I get to these places and these books and it's just so cool. It's so damn cool. Episode 81, The Predator. So the escape pod crashes near some army guys. It's fucking convenient. <laughs> uh, one of these army guys goes and finds the Predator helmet. Dude, dude, he finds a predator helmet. It's this for is, you, man. This is for me. This is for me. This is your movie. I'm like, I'm screaming. I'm like, yes. I'm like, this movie's going to be amazing. They've done it. This they is what realized, I thought. They realized that they effed it up last time. Yeah. They're going to give this dude the helmet. He's going to run around fighting predators. How many times, Tim, are you going to on a podcast say what you want in the next movie and then turn on the next movie and have it be exactly that? That's true. It's now <laughs> happened a couple times. It has. Yeah, I they started it on. off. I was watching and I was like, Tim's going to love this. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. They, they listened started. and they have changed. They have changed and fixed what they had the problem with last time. They right out me. the gate, dude has pred equipment. Episode 82, Die Hard. Alice is pretending to be... 
Well, he's not pretending, but he's like, he's gone to Hans with like a, an offer. Like, hey, yeah. I can help you out. He, he says something like, uh, Hans, Booby, I'm your white knight. Uh, he improvised that, by the way. He just yeah. made that up. Um, yeah, yeah. But I love that he's sitting there talking to John and Carl, the bad guy, comes over and pours him a glass of Coke. I love that. I love it because they probably, they, this is like all, again, off camera. They probably asked him like, oh, okay, great. You can help us. Can we get you anything while we're working this all out? Yeah, he probably yeah. says, do you have any Coke? Because he wants actual Coke. <laughs> and they probably just bring him a can of Coke. <laughs> That's amazing. Because these guys aren't like. I wouldn't mind some Coke, actually. He's like, hey, do you guys have any Coke? Like, I could use some Coke. <laughs> Oh man, that's great. That's great, Tim. Oh my goodness. Totally. I, uh, I laugh every time I, I see that this, one. What I do like is that he did protect Holly because he did not say exactly true. how he knew John. Yeah, true. So, or exactly how John was, why John was yep. at the par- party. He said that he was his guest at the party. Definitely. Um. So I do like that part. It's really yep. weird. Like That's why I like this Ellis, guy's character. It's like, I know. It's, like, what's going on with Ellis? What's going on in his head here where he's just like, I'll just say that John was my friend. And he's oh, bored. Man. He just wanted more Coke. He's like, the party's like died <laughs> down for him. More Coke. I love that they pour him a Coke and then shoot him in the face. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you pour him a coke? You were going to kill him. Yeah. Episode 83, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes, in terms of most terrifying bear ever on Talking Back, this is one, and the bear from Annihilation is two. I would agree with that. This, this is bear, one. This beats that guy. This bear was so terrifying for, yeah. for completely different reasons. Yeah, our, your brain can't really comprehend because it sees a bear. Yeah, but it's a guy it's crawling on the ground. A, it's not a bear. The costume. Yes, it was like it was as if Billy and Betty were tasked with creating, um, like a costume, <laughs> like um, for a sports team, like their right, mascot. Right. Yes, with like barely anything to u- utilize to make it, and then they made it. Yes. And then they got a guy who doesn't know how to crawl like a bear to wear it and crawl like a bear. I think that's why it's so scary, Tim, because we see it and we're like, okay, that is obviously a man crawling. So this means that there is a man at the North Pole who has dressed himself up like a oh, bear yeah. and is Ooh. now going after children. This is terrifying. That's actually, when you think of it that way, that is very scary. Episode 84, Castlevania 1, 2, and 3. Um, just our history a little bit with this game. This was the very first time I had ever played a Nintendo. Old, no older brother and father went out, came home on a Friday night with a big brown suitcase. Wow. And they opened the suitcase up and inside was a Nintendo, which like, you know, that scene in Pulp Fiction where they open their briefcase and it's just yes, glowing yeah. gold. It's glowing gold. That's exactly <laughs> what I saw. And we rented Castlevania, we rented Metroid, and we rented Solomon's Key. Three games, a Nintendo for the weekend. It was, it was amazing. I still, honestly, I can still picture in my head us in the living room, just like looking at it in this case and like trying to set it up. And even though, even though you have to plug like two, two things in, two or three things in, everybody's sitting there just like scratching their head. Like, I don't, I don't know if we can figure this out. How are we going to get this thing yeah, to work? Where does this plug into? What's going on here? Episode 85, 
Double feature, Predator franchise wrap-up. I was choosing from any number of scenes from the movie The Predator. Yeah. There were so many that I was just eating up. I thought there were so, so many good. great ones. But I had to go with Dude on the Predator spaceship when the force field comes up. The Pred puts up the force field. There's a guy standing on it. Yes. His legs get cut off from the force field. And he just tumbles off, like arms outstretched into the air, and just falls to his death. Yes. And I don't know, it was just such a cool idea that you'd be on this ship, and the activation of the force field would just slice right through you, which is probably true. And then the idea that that's not actually what's going to kill him. It's the fall to earth and the smash to the ground, which is going to do it. So he's got this long ride down of just thinking like, oh... My legs are gone. I'm like falling through the sky. And the look on his face when it all happened, he was just like, it was, he was so confused. And then I love that you added when we were talking about it in the movie that now yeah. there's like a, a one foot gap between the force field and the ship because the, the force field didn't like cloak really close to the ship. There was like a one foot gap. So that dude's legs are still bouncing around somewhere yeah. <laughs> in between the force field and the ship. So. That was my. And there's no escape for those legs. They're just no, they're, moving around. They're there. in there. So that was my favorite. It was. I, it was so unexpected. Yeah. I've never really seen like somebody on a ship and have the force field kind of rip them in half like that. Very yeah. cool. Um, that that's mine. Episode eighty six, Deadly Class, Volume Five. Zen goes into full on rage mode and on kills rage. both of these dudes with a sledgehammer. By herself. By herself in no time. Just like, okay, just turns it on. It's like, okay, now these guys are dead. Boom, boom. And she's smashed their faces in. Goes from like the lowest status to the highest status in just seconds. It's like as soon as she saw that innocent person die, the rage went on, destroyed them. Hammers to the face. It was shocking to see because we've seen her do nothing and be afraid. And all of a sudden these violent kills yeah. she just pulls out these violent kills yeah if anyone was going to use a hammer i thought it'd be helmet right that's Tim? right that's right yeah for Little sure Thor looking type dude he's there. got the, he wears a thor helmet with the ears yeah i know he's yeah. got the thor but, vibe going on but dean uh i appreciate that he used the axe because sure. maybe he's not yet worthy to oh, wield the hammer Tim. yeah that's what he, he that's is only in year one wield. he's yep. in year one yep. so he just has Yarnbjorn with him. He doesn't have Mjolnir yet. <laughs> exactly. Episode 87, Star Trek, the motion picture. Then the gaseous cloud fires on the Enterprise, but the ship is able to survive the attack. Yeah, that's weird because we haven't seen that yet. Ships have been disappearing. Right. That was a close one. Yeah, except the light was green. It wasn't like the blue. Oh, was it a different color? Shot. It was a different color. It was a green shot. Oh, I didn't notice that. So maybe that was the probing shot. Is this where it's probing oh, the ship? Oh, nice, nice pull. Yeah. I just thought they were all out of blue lasers. <laughs> fire the green. Fire the green. Fire the green. Fire the blue laser. We're, we're out of the blue laser. Fire the green laser then. <laughs> uh, Spock is able to make it so that they can send a translated message to the alien vessel. Mm. And Enterprise sends a message of friendship to the object and its aggression seems to stop. Yeah, so, I'm a big fan of friendship messages. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. 
cool. I'd be sending those all the time. I'd be, you know what, Tim? I'd be hmm. flying to the Predator's planet and just sending friendship messages, just seeing if anything hits. Oh, yeah. How do you think that's going to go, Dean? Just seeing if anyone's like, returns, returns yeah. it. Oh. Get a new best friend. You'll get a return message for sure. Don't worry about that. <laughs> You'll get a message sent back. Might not be one I want. <laughs> it might be the blue laser, though. <laughs> Episode 88, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Let's get right into the story. I'm ready. Dude, I'm so ready for this let's, one. Uh, let's uh, hit, Im- uh, hit our impulse drive and um, slowly move out of space dock and into <laughs> the this, this space that is this story. <laughs> Sounds great, Tim. <laughs> let's just glide into that nice and slowly. Yeah, exactly. So we start off with a classic credit scene of us floating through the stars, nice music playing, and we get some credits. Now... While people should know by now, I really hate opening credit scenes. It is a great time to go get uh, the jujubes that you forgot to to grab, or some milk. Um, but <laughs> milk. I... <laughs> what the hell? Grab some milk. I... Some people grab milk. I don't. Who drink some milk while they're watching know. a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's people out there that drink milk. <laughs> that was amazing. Episode eighty nine, double feature, Saga Volume One. Yeah, I, I love this Prince Robot character. Um, I just think it is... I, I was kind of the same with you, Tim. I think the first time I read it, I was like, okay, he's the villain. I don't like him. But then, you know, I've I've read probably the first volume, you know, five or six times by now. But on these uh, these reads that I keep I keep going back to, he is coming back from, like, the worst battle in the war, as he's explaining it. And he's just got home, just got home to his wife. And then he gets, you know, sent out to find Marco and Alana, and he's not allowed to come home until they're found. And, and his he gets he gets home. Hold on, let me, he stop you for yeah. a sec. He gets yeah. home. He has sex one time with one his wife, time. Yeah. and then he gets sent off again. Right, like, he gets to, to one a new time duty. to have sex. Hundred percent. He w- walks in, sex gone, and it wasn't great sex either um, on his side <laughs> of things. Uh, <laughs> so, that's a good point and you know? that that is where like that screen you you see like sort of the magic in that screen and like the narrative device that can be that how that can be used like we know what's going on in his head yes. but we can actually see it like and he doesn't have control over that i love it i love how they use the tv screen in this um yeah in this comic episode 90 the princess bride well i'll tell you what happened for me dean is that little Tim had to do the breath test on this one. I had to oh, hold yeah. my breath. They went under the quicksand. So what, yeah, what, what little fair. Tim always had to do was when somebody was stuck underwater or stuck in quicksand like this, I had to hold my breath like they did to see if it would yeah. be possible for me to survive. But I don't did know you why. survive? I don't know why I used to do this. I did it for Big Trouble in Little China in the elevator scene. I held my breath. Yeah. I never yeah. made that as a kid. I could never do it. Uh, This one was always very hard for me to do. Uh, I think maybe once or twice I made it. I couldn't do it. I did it now. And I'm like, oh, that was easy. Like my lungs, I guess. Yeah, wasn't it like 20 seconds or something? (laughs) My lungs are like three times the size as they they were as a kid. But it's very easy now. But when I was a kid, it was hard. But I would do it. I always needed to know. And then I'd always die. And I'm like, these people are so much better than me. I can't. I'd never make it through this. You would never never make it through the fire swamp. I'd never survive the fire swamp. You're one of the people that would die in there. Yeah, it's so sad. 
That'd be sad, hey? If I died in this fire to, swamp? If you died in the that'd fire be a swamp, real, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a real twist for the movie. It would, <laughs> if they just died in the fire swamp? No, if I, I died. would be a twist for... If I died yeah, in the fire you, swamp. If you died, if you just showed up and died, yeah. I was going to say I'd have to, do, uh, I'd have to do a podcast episode alone and just explain that you died in the fire swamp. It would be very sad. Episode 91, Aliens. So Ripley gets some bad vibes, looks into yeah. it further... And learns that it was Burke who was the one who sent the new grid coordinates to the colonists for them to check out. Call, this it was, was a his bad call, Tim. This was his bad call. This is his fault. This is his fault. <laughs> I um, love that. I love this guy. He's an a-hole. He's just, Burke's an it, a-hole. It was a bad call, Ripley. Yeah, everybody Dude, here is on. fucking dead. We of course it was a bad make call. <laughs> bad calls. Dean, have <laughs> you a, made bad calls before? It was, listen, Tim. It was I've a made bad, bad call. calls. We've all made bad calls. Okay? okay. Just let it go that's already. Very, Tim, that's very fair. It's fine. It's fine. Okay? It was, <laughs> we're, we're not all perfect. Listen, listen. Wasn't his go. best moment. <laughs> no, but it's okay. Forgive and forget, Dean. Forgive, Forgive and forget, and forget. Burke. It's all good. It's all good. Episode 92, Ultimate Wolverine versus Hulk. So the book starts off very nice with a battered and bloody Wolverine lying on the ground. And he just says, ow. And then on the very second page... We already get to see the Hulk rip Wolverine in half. In half. Clean in half. In half. In half. Dude. What a way to start. Dude, in half. What a way to start a book. Wolverine gets ripped in half. He's in half. I turn to this page. I'm so shocked that I, there's, I don't know whether to ask why did the Hulk rip Wolverine in half or why doesn't he rip everybody in half? I've never seen the Hulk rip someone in half before, so this is just an amazing thing to be happening. And also, why is he doing it to Wolverine? Great start. Love it. That's, that's the best second page of any comic I've ever landed on, I think. Hulk with uh, the top half of Wolverine in one hand, the bottom half of Wolverine in the other, over his head, ripped in half. Yeah. Great start. I'm on board. Episode 93, Valentine's Day Crush Battle Royale. For my next pick, I need you to do something for me, okay? Oh, okay. I need you to open your mind, Dean. Okay. I have Quato from Total Recall. (laughs) No way. That's amazing. (laughs) I love this dude. I can't stop (laughs) trying to impersonate him on our podcast. I, I'm just currently in love with that greasy little baby. Just the most and disgusting made, looking creature ever. <laughs> he he made the list, dude. Crushes list. I'm feeling Great. the love for Quato. Great. Okay. Great. <laughs> I don't. I can't imagine something you would pull out that Quato could win. Oh man. Whoa. <laughs> Pretty good one. Who makes a better supervillain? Oh, wow. <laughs> wow dude with a gross baby coming out of his chest is just kind of money for a bad guy (laughs) like that is so good episode 94 the vision the vision has to have a meeting with the principal and vision explains to the principal that hey vision has saved the earth 37 times so the principal owes him for that, right? I love you can't, it. Yeah. You can't suspend my kid for choking a guy like I saved the earth 37 times. So he's like, you're breathing because of me. 
That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think you can let us off the hook on this one. <laughs> yeah. And, and the principal does. I think. He, <laughs> yeah. He's like, ah, uh, good point. <laughs> yeah. He opens up his drawer and he's like, that didn't quite go as I had planned. And he like takes a drink out of his flask. <laughs> yes. Great. <laughs> it's great. Episode 95, Dread. Right. And then they they take that <laughs> to another level, which was so much fun is when Mama um, has some judges in her back pocket and right. she makes a call to 911. Four judges come that are on her side, but um, they don't know that, right? The the Dread and Anderson don't know that. We know it. They show us really quick. And then, you, yeah, you've got everybody plus these judges. So that was a lot of fun too, just throwing that, that curveball yes. in there. Fun, but I think mm-hmm. she has the four shittiest judges on her payroll there. Um, <laughs> they were so horrible. The one, the ones just like, okay, I can kill, I can kill Anderson really easy because she's going to hesitate and I won't. And I'm thinking in my head, really, are you not going to hesitate? Because that other guy hesitated. So let's I was see. Because then she hesitates. And she, she hesitates. One hundred percent. She hesitates. She doesn't pull out a gun and she loses that. Like she, she was horrible. <laughs> Well, that's because Anderson is a psychic, right? I don't think this other person knew Anderson was a psychic. So just in a fraction of a second, um, Anderson is able to realize that this per- that the other lady judge was lying. Yeah, right? but the way, the way the way she her. set it up was that she won't even have to do any talking. She's just going to, if she mm-hmm. sees her, she'll shoot her. She'll shoot Anderson. If Anderson sees the judge, the judge will have time. I mean, I think the problem there, Dean, is I think Anderson had her gun raised on this judge. Well, the other judge didn't have the gun raised yet. So um, I don't like maybe if the other judge comes in with the gun raised on Anderson is able just to shoot her. But the table was kind of reversed. Like Anderson came upon her. So then this other judge needed to backpedal a little bit and figure it out. And then she, the first thing she said, Anderson, whatever, uses her powers and is like, you're lying dead. Tim, it sounds it sounds like you are trying to make excuses for this person who obviously hesitated <laughs> and is now dead <laughs> and had shitty yeah. tactics. Like who goes around a corner with their gun down? Yeah, when they're looking for someone to kill. <laughs> I, she sucked. I think she hesitated for a reason, though. It's because uh, someone had a gun on her. Like if she but goes to grab her gun, but that the entire discussion shooting. of her saying, "I will not hesitate." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she sucks. That's, she does suck. <laughs> she True. sucks. They all sucked. Episode 96, Superman the movie. So Superman is able to repair the fault line. I'm not sure how. I also don't know how. Like they pressed rewind on the video of it being destroyed, but I'm not really sure what he did in order to get that to happen. <laughs> Right. He was holding up a piece of you... rock. He was holding up a piece of rock, yeah. and the fault line was just forming back everywhere. Right. It was very visual, like the fault <laughs> yeah. line. I mean, they made it look like an actual line, like a divided line of yes, land where definitely. some land fell, you know, further into the ground, and you could see a a bit of a space between this side and the other side. Yeah. And yeah. then Superman went underground, and yeah. then somehow that land just like like you started said, come it back just up. Went, started to come back up and connected again. Yeah. And then they get it. show a shot of him underground and he's holding something up. But like, I mean, that piece of rock he's holding up was definitely not covered all the area we saw. Yeah, he's pushing rock back up to the surface, I guess. <laughs> I have no clue. Is what they're trying to tell us? I don't know what was going on there, it's Tim. Fine. I do not know. It's, <laughs> it's fine. fine. It doesn't it's matter. Fine. 
Let's talk about Tessmacher some more. Do oh, you want man. It? I think that's a double feature we have coming up. Oh, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. That, I'd do a double feature on her. Uh, <laughs> There's the sound bite. <laughs> that sounded awful. <laughs> that sounded terrible. Episode 97, Nostalgia. Tim, that's a, that is a really good idea. Writing stuff down about how you felt about something, because I that just reminded me that I have in the past um, gone back to um, sort of the the web the comic book website I used to write for that kind of no longer exists, but there's still like a blog out there that you can still get to if you know how to get to it. And I've gone back and read some of my my old writing and my reactions to books have really reminded me what it was like to be in that time. Like not just my, not just how I felt about that book, but how I felt about my life in that time, because I can just tell with what I wrote. So I think writing something down as a reaction to how you feel about something is a great way to capture that nostalgia. Cause that's what it is. It, it, it is for me a feeling in time and you're trying to tap back into that feeling in time. Yeah. And Lots of these, like, memories memories we have, Th- think of, like, what if during that memory you had written something down and you could actually read exactly what you were feeling because you wrote down what you were feeling, right? Yes. So I'm, I'm, re- I'm remembering the smell of that pencil and all this stuff going on, but what if I actually wrote, you know, one paragraph of how I was feeling and the things that were going on? That's going to be the true nostalgia because it's a uh, it's from yourself. It's yeah. it's exactly how you were feeling because you're telling yourself how you were feeling. So um, that's perfect. Yeah it's, a, yeah, it's a good way to do it. So you cracked it. You cracked nostalgia. You cracked it. Yeah. <laughs> you can, you I don't think it. you can crack. I don't think you can do that. Tim, you son um, of a bitch, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Episode ninety-eight, Alien Three. I've been looking forward to this one. A lot of people might find that hard to believe, but I I really like this movie and I will explain why as we go through this podcast. But this one, Alien 3, I always forget to introduce what we're doing. I just assume people know. I assume people all week have been prepping for the show like we have. But that's not the case, is it? You don't let anyone know what we're doing, Tim. You refuse. So. They don't know. Yeah. Okay, we're doing Alien 3. We're continuing on in our Alien franchise walkthrough. And yes. listeners, thank you for joining. It's very I, nice to have you along with us this week. I have a very important question right off the bat. All right. just Why do doesn't anyone call it Alien Cubed? Uh, because it takes place in tunnels. That's Tim. That is a great point. <laughs> yeah. So, any other questions, Dean? <laughs> Touche. Okay. You you got it there. <laughs> Episode ninety nine. William Gibson's Alien Three unproduced script. Um, I want to wrap this up, but I, I do want to say one thing: that William Gibson said the only thing from his script that made its way into the actual movie was the barcodes on the back of the prisoners' heads. <laughs> that was it. That was wow. his, and that was, that's funny because that is very cyberpunk. Yeah. 
Totally, and that's the yeah. one thing that the producers decided wanted. to keep because they just wanted some sort of cyberpunk yeah. influence. So they got a barcode. Yeah. So, hey, uh, barcode, those barcodes are cool. It was hey, cool. I liked it. I like it. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. That was a lot of fun. Corey, man, thank you so much for joining. Oh. Um, it was just awesome to talk to you. Oh, the, I mean, guys, thank you so much for having me on. It's a, it's a huge honor. I love the show. You know that. You guys are my friends. I tell you all the time. But this show rocks, and I, I love what you're doing with Talking Back. So just to be on here and, and talk to you guys about Aliens, you know, my favorite movie and uh, one of my favorite franchises of all time with uh, two of my favorite people. It's, uh, it's awesome, guys. I'm, it's living the dream, basically. So thank you. Thank you both. it for another episode thanks to everyone for listening if you'd like to drop us a line we'd love to hear from you you can find us at facebook instagram and twitter as talkbackpod or by email at talkbackpod at gmail.com also please leave us a review on itunes those reviews will help more people find talking back all right that's it we're done